Pac-Man. Come I'm over going here. To... Ah, my bones. Oh, I know I should have. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you doing this? Happy April did... Oh, my God. That's it. I'm calling the police. 911. I am I'm the police. <laughs> <laughs> I miss my wife, Tails. <laughs> I miss her a lot. I'll be back. Hello, friends. Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, and envies to another episode of What Are We Desho's Stream of Thoughts. I am the subtle doctor, as usual, joined by, well, a long time, two longtime friends, but one, <laughs> one you might not know as well. But we're hoping, we're hoping that you get to. He's auditioning for my replacement, folks, and he's already winning in the hair department, so there's no problems there. So I mean, you were just my warm-up segment. We never had the heart to tell you. <laughs> it's been a long time coming. <laughs> yeah, it was inevitable, really. Uh, so that uh, lovely dulcet tones that you hear, uh, and situated directly below me in your stream, is Manchester's own... Um, let's see. How do I enter you this time? Carefully. Okay. Carefully, a dog. You are uh, more fun than a pile of succulents. Shadon. What does that mean? <laughs> are you inventing, like, titles for Braz's videos here or something? What the fuck? Oh, oh, uh, oh we're front-loading the porno announcement? Might as well. Yeah, we, have to, we have to plant the seeds, as it were. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. There's our first dose Intentional, title. yes. Yes. <laughs> And uh, also joining us from the Netherlands is the chef, DJ in residence of anime Twitter. It is Alexander Smith. Hello, it's Alex. It's the king shit himself. <laughs> I, 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 wait, hold on. I didn't hear that last part. <laughs> You're Mr. King shit himself, if I recall correctly. I am. I, king shit only on, on the Twitter feed. There you go. Uh, the 2020 rebranding has taken effect. Good to hear. Good to hear. I noticed, I noticed. Yeah. So just to it's, give you all at uh, home a... It's receiving sorry. market penetration. That we're off on this one, are we? Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. That we're yes! Going to no. <laughs> but anyway, uh, folks, just in case you're curious, uh, Alex is at... Bruises is already. <laughs> I thought I was... The... He's even going to beat me in the alcoholism. Wow. What the hell? That's what amazing. The hell? But anyway, uh, in case you're curious, um, because it has been a while, Alex has not been on our podcast in the past. If I recall correctly, you've been on to cover Lupin the third, the woman named Fujiko Mini with us. Um, really, really good to have you back, Alex. It's been too long. Um, so I'm eager to show how, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm eager to see how much you put us in the shade with all of your insights, because mm-hmm. what you put out on Twitter earlier today just made my go... Also, you always make me feel very old. Or, or I... <laughs> Speak you know, to yourself. I... 
you're you're one of those friends that like sort of I'm hoping helps keep me young, but I just know deep in my heart it's just gonna go poorly for me. Well, well, unlike Shadon, you still have your hair. That's true. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Hello, Blue Sea. Hello, Felix. Um, oh, and yeah. I'm sure others will be popping into the chat. Um, but and also, Shadon, Alex was on our um, Anime of the Decade show. That, so it was. Uh, came out recently, and after doing that, uh, I was like, "Why? Why has it been so? Why has it been so long?" So we're here now to do, talk do about. Want to get shown up? That's the reason. I mean, I thought the reason he wasn't mentioning that was because I um, denounced him on on air and um, ushered in the age of Mario Kata. <laughs> I see no issue with this. You, I don't know if he's gotten you, you to that point on, in mate. the pod. Shine on. <laughs> he might not have been there. He might not be there in his listening of of the the mammoth pod. But when he gets there, I'm sure you'll hear about it. Oh, um, you will. You will. Oh no! I spoiled the surprise. No. It's fine. It's fine. I'll forget in five minutes. Oh, I, I go off on one, so there's still plenty. To, there's, there's, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I love the sister fuck a bit, by the way. That was amusing. Oh. Yeah, everybody important... else saying insightful things about gay representation, and you know, I thought, what can I bring to the table? Goth girls and sister fuckers. <laughs> well, important you're not, you're not wrong. You're yeah. not wrong, to be fair, mate. I'm never wrong. That's the terrifying that, part. That is the scary, <laughs> scary part, indeed. Um, but we're not here to talk about anime of the last decade today, uh, or that the hottest growing subgenre in anime fandom. Uh, we we are here to talk about uh, Azerken number eight, the Ocho. Had to get <laughs> the Ocho in; it's important. Uh, eight Zoken, yeah, as well. Um, so, before we do that, though. We would like to close out our discussion, uh, well, your input, actually, on Episode 7, and check in on the Twitter polls from last week. So every week, if this is your first time joining us, uh, when we do this, we uh, put out some Twitter polls during the show that you can vote on for an entire week, and we'll refresh the current episode's polls at the end of the episode, but then loop back around when they're done the following week and check in on them, which is what we're doing now. So, Shadon, tell us, uh, how fair are the polls from the last episode, which I believe was titled, I Can Do It Myself? Yep, I, and I can do it myself. I can tell you exactly what the polls are. So here we go. I have to do uh, it you actually have myself. You have one day left, by the way, folks. So in theory, this isn't the final results, but... Oh, yeah, know, we were late. Thoughts. That's right. Yeah, so do feel free to chip your, uh, you know, two cents in here if you want to. Anyway, uh, episode seven, poll number one. Uh, were the opening three minutes the ho- most wholesome three minutes in anime this year, as in ahead of time, determined already? doesn't matter what else comes out. It's already set in stone. And 77% of you said yes, to which I agree. It was pretty good. I mean, especially since Alex has now offered that additional bit of insight and, you know, turned my heart into so much dust. <laughs> Gone. Uh, and 23% of you, you know... Well, you've got no hearts. You've admitted it, you know? You're Kingdom Hearts villains. What's going on here? Come on. Woody is about to take them outside. (laughs) Well, that's what what my role is on this podcast, you know. Anyway, uh, poll number two. Is the background art guy from the art club the worst? Uh, 61% said, totally. Uh, And 39% said, 
Not quite. He redeems himself a little bit in this episode with his brief. Everyone cameo. does. All I mean, no, the people I have well, problems no, with. <laughs> Just about. I have some comments. I have some comments last time. So now I get to talk about what kind of what a big shit bag he is. <laughs> <laughs> the robot man? The, the is that why you didn't vote in that poll, Alex? Because the answer's strong enough to, you know, reflect your distaste of him? <laughs> If I if I I can't I can't bias the vote. I have to let the people decide. Uh, I, I I can't I can't overrule Ooh, the worry pods. I I can do that on air. True. Um, um, but it's I love that this show keeps bringing in that different ways um, that uh, other people are truly fundamentally difficult to work with. Yeah. Um. Like with, with with the robot guy, it was his hangups, and like he did, didn't really have a concrete ideology about robots. Just a lot of passion <laughs> and um, just stubborn grit in all the wrong ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but here, don't uh, draw this fucking car. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, but it's just a complete disregard that it's a collaborative process. Just mm-hmm. utterly, um, uh, uh, fundamentally does not understand that he's working with other people, um, takes um, uh, all of the uh, instruction given as an excuse to just do whatever he wants rather than um, uh, furthering the ends of uh, of the art. Um, and then he gets, like, really, really upset when anything is, like, um, when anybody makes any t- kind of commentary. Um, and he even walks like a douchebag! <laughs> you see him walking later! And you're like, damn, I need to hit that motherfucker in the face. Yeah. He's also got Daru's hair from Steins Gate as well. Yes, he does. It reminds me a little bit of him. Don't drag Daru's name through the muck like this. Okay, okay, I apologize. Daru deserves better. He does, to be fair. He does. Um, So, next poll, then. Next poll. This poll, I think this went out of date faster than the last time I had milk in my fridge, to be honest. Can Mizuzaki's parents fuck right off? Um, I mean, we discussed this, and we were like, "We're never going to hear anything more about them, really." No, I yeah, I thought like I, I thought this was going to be. I thought this was going to be the Kanamari episode. Actually, I thought we are right, we've wrapped up Misazaki in a night nice bridge, and we know what she's about. And now we're just going to have um, uh, Kanamori having to wrangle the um, the the students uh, affair. But no, mm-hmm. it, 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 we uh, we were in part one of the two of the Ali Oop. Yeah, that's yeah. right, and uh, so. I'm just surprised the parents also got like screen time. I mean, I didn't even think we were going to see her dad ever. You know, I was I, I was uh, I was legitimately surprised at that as well, and it turned out he wasn't a raging dickhead. Now, don't get but... me wrong. I'm not going to go so far as to say that they're like these model parents. I mean, even oh, they no. admit that they are not present in her life at the way that they ought to be. But at least mm-hmm. they understand, and at least that they're adaptable and flexible human beings and seem to be somewhat reasonable. Yeah. And, and I mean, love their hey, daughter. So could be worse. He could be Nathan Park from Parasite. Just saying. It could be any other anime dad. It's, it's a any, low bar. Yeah, no, yeah it, really, right. it really is. Um, so the poll, we had 59% of people said fuck right off uh, and 41% rightly predicted the actual episode's content by asking, mm-hmm. are they that bad? Really? So Not as bad as could, I thought. Lend me your crystal ball, folks. You know, <laughs> right? Uh, finally, my favorite poll ever—the um, one in which people were right by being accurate about how wrong I am. Specifically, are Shaden's puns getting better or worse? Uh, Alex, I'll let you have a you know a, an in, 
you know, a comment on this before I reveal the results. Um, the answer so obviously is they always be crap. I promise you, I'm going to make a pun worse. That's going to make you grow by the end of this. You really uh, are trying to replace me here, aren't you? So, yeah, damn. So, All right. uh, um, uh, the, my answer would be worse, by which I mean better. I think well, that's, that's accurate. True. So, 33% of you said better. And 67% of you accurately said worse. At one point, it was 69%, and then someone ruined nice. the poll. Thanks a bunch for that, folks. Thanks a bunch. You ruined it. But no, uh, thank you, everyone, for contributing onto those polls. We'll be walking along as we go through the discussion of ASIC and number eight. Do feel free to check them out, Warrior Desho on Twitter. Uh, I'm going to now chuck this back to Doc so we can talk about creators and then move on to the discussion of the episode itself. Yes, indeed. So, Episode 8, we are now officially moved on to the Grand Shibahama Festival. Dai! Shibahama Sai! Not the, not the Grand Budapest Hotel. A movie I never saw. It's a I good movie. I don't know whether I that's good or bad or different, but a movie I never saw. Um, this episode was directed by uh, Seishiro Nagaya, and Nagaya-san appears to have done quite a bit of work in the in-betweening department um also there's some episode director and storyboarding bits um also an interesting credit here i'm seeing like battle concept design for a show called shadowverse which like grand budapest hotel i've never seen but uh but we have some some good credits here um uh nagaya-san was uh animation director for a couple of episodes of flowers of evil a great show um, mm-hmm. and they also worked on key animation for a whole bunch of almost the entire show uh, they were a key animator um, second key animator on an episode of um, which is weirdly kind of forgotten about I think in some respects now but uh, it, it is... died a long slow death is the yeah. problem Rip. that first season was, was hot that was, people were talking about that but then it just kind of leaked away from fandom consciousness um with the budget oh i see yeah yeah um <laughs> akb 0048 in betweener and uh of course uh storyboarder and episode director and key animator for azokin here i'm trying to see is there anything else oh if you're a osmatsu-san fan um lots of storyboard credits here and even a couple of episode directing credits so um have a a pretty experienced person in the director's chair this time um which is cool and i think it showed in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. i really loved the direction of this episode i this was the most like um Is catharsis the right word? I'm not sure, but like I was, I'm thinking, I'm thinking anarchic myself. Like, you know, well, it was that, was but that was great. I loved all of that. But I was so like, I was so pumped. I was. Mm. This is the episode that like my like usually the kind of emotional palette for these shows is like I feel, you know, I feel comforted. I feel joy. I feel like uh, tenderness. Uh, like, yeah, so like in a Yashike. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like this time, I was like on the edge of my seat. I was like pumping my fists. I was worried. I was actually stressed this time. 
which is not an emotion or, or state of, of mind that this show usually puts me in. But it's all good, and we'll get into all that in a moment. But mm. uh, briefly, just want to shout out also the in-card uh, creator, um, in-card illustration. Uh, this episode was by Shoko Takahara, and uh, Takahara-san has done some digital animation for this show, uh, episodes 1, 2, and 6. Uh, has done some ending animation and key animation for episodes two and four, and also prop design for almost the entire show so far. Um, mm. And I love the props in the show, so props to you, Takahata-san. Back in the running! <laughs> and I, hey, you've, you all said my puns were terrible, you know. So race the bar on this. Uh, if I may, though, just interject and point something else out, uh, sure. I would very highly recommend... If you're interested in more detail on the creators behind Azek and particularly how that meshes with the show's philosophy, go head over to Kevin's account, uh, K-B-I-N. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was an article that came up recently that was been retweeted onto our own Twitter feed uh, that details the history of the creators, how they got their stars at Science Saru, and also how, as Doc has noted, we've had some more experienced staff members coming over time. It's Brian with kind of a safe net. I, I'm not going to quote the entire article. Go read it. It's a it's great good. and fascinating read. Yeah, it's uh, very, very I, I good. Uh, that recommendation it's really good um it's uh it was also really nice to read something like oh there's an anime studio i can believe in other than kyoto animation i know i know it i don't think that the philosophy like the working philosophy and um kind of the setup of science saru maps quite as cleanly onto the azokin uh quote-unquote studio and production as uh would as the tweet would insinuate when you read the article um for instance i don't really think that the azokin girls have safety nets but but having said all that like the work there in the article is very good and it's largely a fair kind of comparison and still great to read about like alex said uh if nothing else like forget the analysis of the show it's really nice to read that science saru is doing their bit at helping people um, kind of helping their talent acquire skills and experience to help them succeed further down the line, and, and just taking care of their people. It's a really good, really good piece. Um, the something that just like um, popped into my head, um, which um, I wanted to make the comment that um, Science Star was like, oh yeah, no, it's like it's like it's like an um, it's an animators studio, so you know you bring mm. together like disparate voices. Um, Love but... that part about it. Yeah, but the th- but the thing that but the 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 great part about it is um, it's an animation studio that but it's an animator's animation studio that has Kanamori's in it. It's not Gainax, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. And Misasaki just fucking off on their own. That's Gainax. Yes, it is. You're so right. Actually, <laughs> um, you you need um, your Kanamori's appreciation for um like um uh um I'm I'm really still waiting for um. If not, if the other shoe never drops for Kanamori, if she's just the um the the heroic producer figure, <laughs> um the, the the if she if she is the Heracles on the production committee mm-hmm. uh, on the Argonauts, uh, then I'm I'm okay with that, like because that's a great character and I really enjoy that. Um, but um, um, I'm I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop, but the uh, sense that there can be um a person who embodies what production uh, should and could be 
um, as an ideal rather than something you just have to work with is um, one mm-hmm. of the things that makes Azokin stand out as much as it does. Mm. That uh, is uh, very eloquently put, right? That like that the production model is not something we discovered and we have to live with as an ineffable part of reality. It's something that we can change and make better. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm we the, can envision are... better ideals for it. Like that is actually a really huge point in favor That's of That's true. Show. And there is one moment in this episode where it almost feels like Kanamori actually crosses a line, sort of, with some of her language where she says, like, if it's for the benefit of this production, then we must do it. And I thought yikes but it all works out in the end like you know that doesn't mean she crosses it just comes close to it in my opinion yeah but i'm also waiting for that to happen i'm waiting for either to um for her to make a move which um pushes the other two over the edge or for her to make a move which she regrets. you and you and i are like minds on this alex because every time i've said it he's like no don't want that so this is <laughs> this is important <laughs> though i think this is important like is is something implicit in all this that the producer having a moral compass is actually like central to anime production, not only working, but like being healthy. Like if that, if you don't have a Kanamori there, like will, will it always turn into Gynax? Will it always turn into, mappa or you know you hear about these horrible production delay you know situations like if 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 kanamori is not kanamori but instead uh you know george wada oh like i made that comparison on twitter as well you know is is the producer then like just the linchpin and does does that mean yeah, like that. Just they have this outsized importance, and if they're not kind of qualified in terms of uh, soft skills, in terms of people skills, and just being a good person, like it, it seems like that is a very precarious kind of position for the industry to be in to be relying on that. I mean, any um, uh, pos- uh, any position which has uh, any sense of hegemony is going to be that precarious. I mean, there is uh, an argument to be made that, um, like, only um, 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 showing Kanamori as heroic um, is like, oh, it's, it, it's like the stories where you only like have you know fair and benevolent rulers, uh, and you go to sleep thinking that the state is a good thing. Yeah, yeah. But in an Um, anime studio, it seems more egalitarian than that. You know what I mean? Like, we always think of the director as the the top banana, but and the producer is... And I think there's two things which um, differentiate it from that, which is the first is that um, uh, uh, Kanamori is always um, in dialogue with uh, Asakusa and uh, Mikazuki. Um, She's... even though uh, she's the one who um, uh, cuts the knots and makes the hard calls and um, organizes things around mm-hmm. them, she's she's always doing that um, in um, in a collaboration with what the other two want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, um, she uh, like it's uh, it's production uh, it, it it's production it's production as production. It's not production as management. It's not, I have these two people and I have to fucking do something with it. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, you want to do this thing? Let's see what we can do. Let's make compromises. Let's, you know, figure things out rather than you, I say jump, you say how high. 
Yeah. Um, and, um, and, um, and the second thing is like, it makes, um, uh, she's really good at being a producer. She's mm-hmm. really good at being a producer. Like uh, that, like that's the thing. She listens to people. She um, looks up technologies which can help uh, improve the anime process, and then actually does the Q and A before they can, just so she knows if it works or not. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, she, absolutely. Uh, like uh, every, like all of the artists on Twitter were just like, um, "Where can we find a Kanamori? <laughs> Excuse me, hello. Can we have her number? Can we, can we have a Kanamori to help us run this podcast? <laughs> um, if I, if um, I, uh, I, I said this on Twitter, but I have stopped referring. To um, the um, the bad id and the good id in my brain as um, an angel and the devil on my shoulder, but it's just the Kanemori and the um, uh, Aizoken Animation Studio. Uh, <laughs> so basically, the the angel, the bad angel on your shoulder, doing the raccoon dance constantly. Oh yeah, no, and it's like, yeah. I, and I'm just like, I just, I just, I just want to watch an episode of anime, and I want to like say good things about it. And meanwhile, the raccoon dance is like, have you seen these five tweets? <laughs> <laughs> what if a personality swap between Mizuzaki and Kanemori? Because if you have that go-getter attitude, like in a different place on your staff, you might be fucked. Um, but then I guess you would not hire a producer, perhaps with that 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 lacked the kind of skills that Kanemori has. Um, I mean, I think there's two things about that. The first, is, I keep going to say that a lot. I'm sorry, it's a habit. Um, uh, I've got plenty of bad habits myself. Don't worry about it, mate. Um, <laughs> uh, 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 oh, I have more. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> but uh, like the, the the first is that would be completely inseparable because of how rich he is. Yeah. Oh, sweet Jesus. You're right. Yeah. I guess I'm more abstract out from these characters. Um, I guess what I'm asking is like... Oh, sorry, you first. No, yeah, but you you actually are really, you're correct. I think uh, I was more just kind of thinking out loud about if you had uh, a very uh, organized go-getter personality, but at a, you know, if they are at a position in the team that is not producer, that is like an animator or something like that, uh, mm-hmm. and then your producer is a lot more like Mizu, like in the weeds. Now, but then I, I guess that's all kind of, this is all not really relevant to the episode. And no, just like thinking about as a producer is Kojima, is Hideo Kojima. Yeah, I can see it. I mean, like um, I would, I have two words that I would associate if she was a producer, and that is executive meddling, <laughs> micromanagement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mizusaki is detail oriented mm-hmm. and perfectionist to um, a horrible, horrible faults, which is the thing that Kanemori is just. By by halfway through episode seven, is just fucking furious about, um, and she's going to let her do her thing because she's the only one who can do the thing. But like she she just she gets so mad with her halfway through that episode. She she uses the she uses normal honorifics. Burn. That's when you know. Uh, okay, so are we now ready to move on to uh, walking through episode eight? Yes. Summarizing. Mm-hmm. All right. So here we go. Episode eight. Uh, we're going to try to get through this somewhat briefly. It's, it's always very difficult, but uh, there will be discussion and analysis type stuff at the end. So mm-hmm. get ready for that. Um, so uh, we come into the episode and we find out that uh, the Azerkin is still cutting it close with their robot anime production. They're short. Uh, they have uh, left it so late that the voices are not actually in 
the film. They're going to have to dub it live. They're going to have to do it live. As yeah, I mean, who, who, would do, who would do things live about a proper script beforehand or any sense of coherent structure? <laughs> I mean, I Am I right? Am I, I right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, point taken. So they're going to have to do this live dub, which actually I think is really neat and worked really well for what they did. But it's mm. gonna, they're going to have to, you know, double up on the labor. They're going to have to do it again in studio for the DVD release. But mm-hmm. So the girls uh, watch the film, uh, being the Azuken... Uh, the the core three and the sound lady they they watch it together, uh, kind of looking for errors and things like that. But like Asaka, said, like you see on her face, like she's like watching it, like holy shit. But the thing that I actually love about how she reacts to it is like it's not like that time when she was a kid watching Future Book Conan, where she's just t- totally absorbed fan. Like, she's watching it as a craftsperson, like, as an artist, mm. like, as a, a thing she's responsible for. So, like, immediately coming off of it, she's like, okay, can we do this? Can we go back? Can we fix this scene? Can we resync? Let's drop out some music. Let's create a motif. Uh, that'll help make it. Um, all those things are really neat. Um, find out that Mizuzaki's parents are coming to the Culture Festival. Enter yeah. the the conflict that perhaps some people were craving for this show. Like, here we go. Here is... Can I add one thing, by the way? The reason that they end up coming to this culture festival is I believe they were going to be seeing a production of some description, which is cancelled. And I tell you now, the freeze frame on that iPad with the actual story is incredible because it feels like it's actually <laughs> referencing the production process itself. It says, oh, uh, the director tried to murder one of his staff with a sword yeah. uh, due to creative disagreements. And I'm like, Again, even that draws back to the actual central, you know, story and idea of Azigan as a show. And it's a funny insert in its own right. Like, holy shit. Also, at this point in the show, we find out that there is an HVAC club, which is astonishing. What's that? What club, Doc? A what club? HVAC. And a a central cooling and heating. I mean, there was a moving club in the last episode, (laughs) so... Yeah. Yeah. This one just seems so benign. It's not like... um, you know, a lot of them are very sort of outlandishly weird. This just seems so mundane. Like, it's very bizarre that there's an HVAC club. Um, um, I mean, we, it's the gig economy, but for school clubs. Uh, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> oh, my God. We, 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 could, we could have infrastructure, but instead we have a club for that. Oh, Zofeng. Zofeng, you stop it. You stop it right now. This is not foreshadowing the fact that the director yeah. and the writer tried to kill the producer. I mean, they would take on Cannibal. Take it back. I, I, want, I mean, I might delete that comment. People try to take on Kanamori with a sword as just the ending to the Gently movie, The One. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not ready for Papa Roach in my Azekin. No. Yes! <laughs> no. We already got a Slipknot fan in uh, Azekin. Okay, okay, yes, you're right. Shit. God damn it. <laughs> Oh, okay. That's my head cannon. I need to clean it out now. It's going to be Zen from it, this point onwards. I'll be good. I'll be good. Thank you, Breezy. Yes. Thank you. Uh, carry, carry on, Doc. Well, I know it's difficult to recover from Jet Li's The One in many respects. But no, on, it's it. not Jet Li's The One. <laughs> it's early aughts new metal. It's the drunken master, goddammit. No. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the freaking... 
Like, are you a Papa Roach fan? No, <laughs> not at all. I've always, even when I was a shitty new metal fan, and I was, I had my time with it. I mean, how could you not be a teenager in the late '90s, early aughts, and not have your time with shitty new metal? I, mean, I, I never liked Papa Roach. Like... I never liked it. As far as musical tastes go, they were his last resort. Mm. It's you bad. People mm. were right by saying I was bad. I okay. just enjoyed more the facial so. expression that Doc caught than like he, you know, he was just deflating like a balloon. So early morning ramen is happening. And uh, we get to, you know, a little sprinkling detail here of, of uh, Asakusa being a survivalist. You know, she set up a little, uh, you know, Yuru Camp style cooker to cook the oh, uh, may I ramen. Oh, subscribe to Knife Guy. <laughs> I need to add something. By the way, I saw a ride your wave yesterday, and they had a similar like camp stove in that mm-hmm. that had camp saru on it. I was Ooh, like, nice, I like that. That's but good. I wasn't in this show, and I'm like, and in hindsight, I'm just like, oh, you, come on. They just you could have put they missed, they missed totally. each other. Um, and so they're talking, yeah. and the, they're having like a little morning meeting because they've stayed up all night again, uh, prepping. Um, they're talking about like getting the pre-orders for the DVD in, and Kanamori. Uh, does the thing you talked about, Shadon, where mm-hmm. she says, look, um, you know, we're going to have to do certain things for this production um, that are necessary. Uh, and the big thing is, you know, Mizuzaki is now a booth babe, so to speak. She is uh, the kind of bait to lure in all the nerds and fanboys and girls uh, with her Instagram fame. You know, famous model, uh, Tsubami Mizuzaki, uh, made this anime. Come see her, shake her hand, get photos, all kinds of fun extras. Um, they're going to use her uh, to bring people into the circus tent. Uh, and <sighs> Mizu learns through phone call, or te- I think call or text, I can't remember which, but that her parents are coming. And the next morning, she's ready. She's got the sleeve pulled up and the fist. She, she don't give a fuck. I mean, she's like, look, parents are going to come. This is our, you know, if, if this fails, this is our last throw of the dice anyway. It doesn't matter. I'm going hard, going all in on this. Um, and I have in my notes, what the hell is Asakusa wearing um, in this? Oh, Asakusa, that's the one you're occupied with. She... Oh, the... <laughs> It is true. Mizuzaki is wearing like a manta ray costume for some reason. Um, I was trying to figure out if that was a pun or not, and I couldn't. I couldn't do it. I... But like, well, Asakus is wearing the camo outfit because one, she's anxious, and two, she feels in her own mind that she's literally going combat. Yeah, she's going literally into battle in a sense. I mean, she looks like she just jumped out of an airplane. Like, it's not just the camo and everything. It's like she just. I don't know. She looks like a like a human cannonball or something. Uh, uh, Asakusa's ready for some CQC. Mm-hmm. Yes, I was just thinking that. There's way more Metal Geary things that happen in uh, this episode. Good, good. That was what I was. That was like, what I was setting up there. Yes. So like, yeah, Kanamori is the only one in somewhat normal clothes. She's got the. Is it a turtleneck? I don't know. Some kind of long sleeve thing. She's got she doesn't piece, usually though. wear. She does have the cool earpiece. But yeah, we have uh, Asakusa in combat gear and Mizu dressed up as a, a manta ray mascot. Mascot. That's not the word. 
mascot is the word. There was a vowel Mascot switch. Is in all caps. That. That's her information broker. Uh. <laughs> it's a vowel switch that happened somehow in my brain. So getting old does to you. Anyway, um, uh, so like the robot club uh, comes through in the clutch here because, well, the Azokin girls really struggle to draw a crowd because there's such a uh, hustle, bustle, commotion. It's very loud. People are doing things. You got a guy rapping. Uh, about how he's the best people passing out fans and shaved ice it's it's quite a scene but the robot club rolls in fires off uh some uh firecrackers uh throws out some banners has some makeshift megaphones a bunch of robot costumes start the advertising campaign in earnest engaging in the classic i'm spaska strategy (laughs) indeed that that comes up um the the guerrilla marketing uh, of the robot club is tremendous and the fact that they came through here for the as we can really endear them to me um, yeah i really have to know how much of this was kind of more and how much of this was the robot club oh dude i need i need i need it like i need an extra scene of that like that planning well, the so planning. much of it was kind of more you know it because that one uh person who was actually kind of somewhat cool and nice that the lady was like look Kanamori has entrusted us with your protection Take yeah, this, yeah, yeah. take this robot head, <laughs> and get out of yeah, here. Yeah, no, Kanamori uh, is both um, um, a, 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 an ocean in Ocean's Eleven and uh, a <laughs> lord presiding over her um, over her army going to war. And, and a, a scene that we get pretty soon is that amazing negotiation scene. Really, just a, oh bla- a blackmail scene with her and the HVAC operators. Uh, this is, you know, again, the HVAC club referenced earlier and Kanamori said, I've got all I need to negotiate this. Don't worry about it. And they're like haggling over how cool the, uh, the auditorium will be. And, uh, the, the lighting and the music and the dialogue are just tremendous. Film grade. They have fucking (laughs) film grade. It's great. Thank you, Shadon. (laughs) <laughs> film grain like it is as if something very seedy is happening and yet they're haggling over room temperature and it's amazing and she has them over a barrel because she has these photos of them sitting in the, their little club room with a very cool temperature while the main campus temperature is several degrees higher uh, and they're having snacks and misusing their power. They, she has some abuse of power evidence. There's there's a calendar with clearly a heat wave going on in the yeah. background. <laughs> I missed that. That's great. That's great. Um, so then amazing things start to happen because the, secu- oh, the security club and student council pursue Mizazaki to arrest her. Subtitle Would this now be a good time for me to uh, bring in some contributions we've had from one of our patrons? Oh, uh, sure. Anytime yes. is a good time for I, that. I want to give a massive shout out to Blinkaji, uh, who is our resident Lupin fan. Uh, he knows probably more about it than all of us put together. Uh, according to him, this entire like you know chasing Mizuzaki down scene is a is actual reference to a Lupin episode in which I believe was called Which Third Generation Will Win. Uh, in which Lupin hands out Lupin disguises, and the police are running around, like, trying to arrest him and just, like, taking at least 30 of them. Um, apparently, it is, like, some of these scenes in here are, like, practically the same, just 
in Azekin, if you will, you know, like same style, same uh, framing and all that. Uh, and this, of course, is, will then make it, I believe, the second time we've had Miyazaki reference on this. Mm-hmm. It's true. So that's incredible. Um, we could have referenced him many, many more times, but I think people get the idea with the, the flying machine stuff. Oh, hell um, yeah. So, yeah. like <laughs> this... Looking at an airplane, is this a Miyazaki reference? <laughs> <laughs> Right, just an airplane. It's, 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 it's a regular airplane. Down, it's a tiny little airplane in front of you. No, um, no one getting that. Mate? No one getting that meme. Damn it! Sorry, y'all need to get on. Y'all need to get on your I mean, It was already the joke I was making. I'm not going to go for it. Damn it! <laughs> so, let's see. Um, yeah, like there, she's Mizuzaki is being pursued by uh, the student council Shark Tooth Girl. Uh, and the security club, who, again, are here at Shadon, and they are r- very real, it would seem. And they, they have are. their body armor, they have their, their equipment, uh, and they are wanting to bring this girl in because that kind of advertising is not permitted uh, on, on school grounds. So, uh, to... For good reason, like, ballistics are kind of... Uh... <laughs> I mean, again, to just reference Ride Your, Ride Your Wave here, uh, part of the events in that film happened because of people setting off fireworks illegally. So, game mixed messages here, Science Saru. Come on, you know. Do you want to allow fireworks or not? I mean, these were water bottle rockets, so. Clearly, we have gone through the Hegelian dialectic of people. <laughs> the synthesis. You, you, yeah. you have that on tap to bring up at any time and i love that <laughs> that's incredible so uh, to to get her out of uh dodge uh kanamori has come up with this great plan as we referenced a minute ago to uh basically get a lot of people wearing these robot cosplay suits which are just cardboard boxes on your head and your torso with arms cut out for running um and such uh and they're using that as another form of advertising, uh, which is great. But it turns out a lot of people are wearing those, and so security has to, as you said, Shadon, they, they end up making a lot of false arrests, and they don't know where uh, Mizuzaki is. Um, and sort of in the middle of the scene, we get a very, I think, Metal Gearish moment from someone who hasn't really played much Metal Gear. It sure as hell felt Metal Gear-y when Kanamori is like, like uh, she's from fucking Mission Impossible, like up in a high place on top of a building, which how fucking how big is this campus, by the way? Like it seems enormous. We've already she, established that it's a nightmare zone. Like, and she's on top of a building, like with you know directing directing traffic. You know, she's basically like, uh, go right, okay, duck, all right, come up on this corner and stop, dive down these stairs. It's like so good. Like I was laughing so hard. I mean, it was just tremendous. Um, sort of orchestrated stealth um, in a cardboard box. So, Metal Gear. Um, and uh, so we, we have entering the show both the... Uh, well, the MIBs don't come till later. My notes are a little mixed up here. So uh, the Robot Club uh, president is running around singing the robot song from the anime the he loves. The theme song. <laughs> Which one? 
the, it's the theme song to Mazinger Z. Is it? Oh my gosh. Yes, Holy shit. That's awesome. I haven't seen the that's, original, you know, so I didn't that know. That dude, um, when he's running past him, is like, I haven't heard that in ages. Yeah. Yeah. I, so that was cool because I didn't know if, um, I didn't know it was a, a specific song from an actual robot anime, but I love what they're doing there with a dad and the kid, right? And the dad is like, mm-hmm. oh man, like, I, I know this. Like, this makes me and feel nostalgic. Like, oh, robot. And the kid is like, kakui, you know, and. They're like, okay, son, let's go see this anime. Yeah, dad, this seems cool. And it's like the, the generations are appreciating anime together, which for me in particular, very heartwarming moment that I love and reminds me of my own life. Uh, and so also, I know Shadon loves the zip line. And oh, yeah. The, the fucking robot man uh, uses the zip line. And again, as he's sailing across campus, I'm like, how big is this place <laughs> jesus and, it's like uh, it's like us it's like us did in you know in the very first episode it's just a complete mess and a hodgepodge of stuff that's kind of organically grown over time mm-hmm. to the point where it makes no logistical sense whatsoever i but love it so it. much because it's um because when when you're looking in front of from the outside and with like wonder in your eyes it's like this place is great i love it it has so much character it looks so great but you know like people are having their commute it's like i have to go i have to do the clock puzzle in the third yeah. building again to get to my 3 a.m uh it's like but no, uh, 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 I mean, it's, it's probably the one place every day of your life. Yeah, it's probably the one place that actually legitimately has that repeating stairs like illusion happening. Can you imagine oh, yeah, Google yeah. Maps working on that? Like, make a right and again and again and again and again. <laughs> and somehow you're like two floors lower than when exactly. You started. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't Pretty know. Much. It'd be like, and you're there. Like, I'm where? <laughs> I just see more stairs. Um, and be- before he takes the zipline flight the uh, robot captain robot captain not captain president uh yells switch super wing which i he thought was, was great robot captain let's he does. Not get it's true you know That's he right. does um and so they the azer can make it through the pursuit uh they all get inside the auditorium everything seems like it's going to be okay but then the mibs show up again hooray uh and mr and mrs uh, Mizuzaki, and they're going to come in. They're going to watch. They're going to see what's up. Um, and the student council has said, look, we can't go in there and get them. It's too crowded. Wait till they come out. So they're they're free and clear to show the anime, finally. Right? Um, and during the screening, I was on the edge of my seat, as I said before. I was so, like, worried that something was going to go wrong i wanted everything to be perfect mm. i wanted it to work out i did not I like this is your chance mizuzaki this is your chance to impress your parents this is your chance if you had one shot <laughs> yes <laughs> yes it is that it is that. a good mile yeah there we go there ain't no such thing as as halfway uh doga i don't know <laughs> but uh so God, I was so invested in this scene. <laughs> I was I got, so I got invested. It. Don't worry, man. I got it. Uh, I, w- I was really, really into this. Um, Straight out of A's again? Does that kind of work? No. Stretch. Yeah. yeah. Damn it. Yeah. I tried. Um, you sure did. 
I'm trying to work out now something in my head with syllables, but I can't do it fast enough. So I'm just going to move on to say that the, the crab eating was super gross and full color, super disgusting. Uh, it looks like they were pulling out some really thick tentacles out of those crab shells. And as someone who's done that, I've eaten crab in that way. It was not that gross. Uh, it looks super disgusting. Uh, You're doing it wrong. In, in, in animated form. Um and like we see the the rest of the production though goes off really well they do the live dub it's great we hear the people in the audience murmuring they're getting really into it they're excited the 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 tea throwing sequence yes we see all Um, kinds of little callbacks both that we as the audience notice um and then many of them not all of them but many of them the parents noticed um you know this like oh the running like the their arms in front running, and yeah, you know the, the which we saw Misasaki do like she's just Rocky doing it's 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 Rocky as Solid Snake. Yes, it's so good. And then like the the chopsticks which we were you know they they showed in the uh, the, the way Mizu holds chopsticks we see in the early morning ramen eating meeting uh, she holds them funny uh, different from everyone else and we see that she's drawn it that way. Um, and, you know, this makes mom and dad get a little misty-eyed because they know that their little baby has done this. Um, and they see the robot fight and they see the movement and the, the character acting and they see that their daughter's, like, prints are all over this. Um, mm-hmm. And we see a fucking badass release German suplex, like, the greatest thing <laughs> ever. So good. I'm... <laughs> I've seen a bridge German suplex in a robot anime before in the first season of uh, uh, René No Lagrange, but um, boy, I would love to see a release German. What's that? That's a pull. I know. That was a deep, right deep cut. The the Nissan anime. <laughs> no, but, no, no. Uh, um, the Nissan at no. Is that the Nissan anime? I think Nissan was part of it. No, no. Subaru made an anime. Oh, yeah. Uh, was, it, was it Subaru? That's a different anime. <laughs> no, you're so are you thinking of the magical girl one? Yes. The, yeah, this one this one I believe was also had something to do with Nissan, the car company. Uh no, I know the one you're talking about, the the Subaru magical girl one from a few years ago. Wait, um, a Subaru magical Yes. Mm-hmm. This happened. And yeah. it was critically acclaimed. It starts with a P. That's all that's what I remember from, from that one. Even I, I own a review copy of it. Uh, I'm I'm stunned at that. No, no, actually, no, I'm not. Nothing surprises me anymore. No, this, this is the example I use to explain um, what production for anime is like, because you can just have these production companies like, okay, we just want an anime to sell a product, and then you assemble like a casting crew or a st- and you get a studio behind it. It's like, I guess we're making a magical girl anime about Subaru now. Yeah, so this is Wish Upon the uh, Pleiades? Right, because that's the um, Latin name of the um, of the constellation that Subaru is named for. Ah. All right, so I'm Googling Rene de Lagrange um, and Nissan. I'm, I'm, I'm so sure that they had something to do with this. Um, Nissan Motors designs the robots of new anime Rene de Lagrange. Yes! Yeah, yeah, I knew it. I fucking knew it. <laughs> Your time has come! <laughs> so incredible i'm gonna look up those robot designs later i haven't seen those in uh eight years looking it's at my calendar it's been a long time uh, i don't even remember them but there was an amazing 
like bridge German suplex that at the end of the first episode got me super excited. And then each week I was let down a little bit more uh, watching that show. <laughs> but apologies to folks who enjoyed it. I didn't think it was like bad, bad or anything. It just kind of fizzled out for me. But anyway, anyway. Um, so, yeah, like I said, we see the parents come around, get misty eyed. Um, we see because we've already seen a lot of this robot fight, so they do a really smart thing here where instead of just repeating it, they drop all the sound out and the amazing music comes over the top um, and we see the robots fighting and we hear the parents talking about how much they love their daughter and everything. And, like, I don't know about you, but I got chills during the scene. This was one of, like, oh, the scene was so, so good and so powerful. And it really, really moved me. Um, it was just like the culmination of everything that they've been doing. And it was cathartic to see, to have the parents get to look at it and be like, you know what, mom and dad, your daughter is doing something amazing, amazing. And it's not to do with your dreams, mom. And it's not to do with you, dad, trying to like, you know, uh, get her High to live through your, like, to fucking fall in line. Like that's an extreme step in parenting, I will admit. Uh, you know, going from I don't want you to do this to oh, I'm going to hire private militaries. You know, oh, you know what the best part is though. It's not even I. It's not even that line. It's um. Oh, I heard my wife talking about how she doesn't want her to do yeah, this. Yeah, so secondhand I'm shit going, ever. I am not going to talk to my wife, but I am instead going to hire a private mercenary company to take care of this. Wow. Now, you could be a politician. I'm frustrated. Because I have I, I have done this, <laughs> and it's well, so you avoidable. Find, you find private military yep. mm-hmm. to look after the kids. Uh, yes, <laughs> he's never played. He's never played Metal Gear Solid. He's at Star. I've lived it. Yes, ah. <laughs> but no, I've done that thing where you like. I go off something that my wife said, or something she said a long time ago, or something that I think that she would want to happen, and I will like get these plans and set them into motion and and she's just like what are you doing you know like and i'm like oh but you you said this you wanted this we could have just had like a discussion about it and then decide what to do together and it's really like it it's frustrating because it's so it's too fucking real is why it's frustrating and like real dad hours you know what i mean real husband hours uh god it really yeah so um have a lot of like the 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 dad here, Mister Mister Mizu, is feels feels like a husband, feels like a dad. I could definitely relate, but do not feel good about being able to. Um, and so then I thought the episode was going to end here, but like they don't really. Uh... Wait, wait, wait! No, I'm going to have to back you up a second because oh. we haven't um, uh, gotten to the best part of the robot fight, which is um, the pile bunker. Oh yes, because when um, because when they're the, they're all des- uh, like two episodes ago when they're all designing the robot and then the quiet reserved girl who was like the voice of reason in the robot club was I want a pile bunker. <laughs> I I did the loudest yell I have I have done for this show thus far. 
until I see until um, I've forgotten about the pile bunker because like this whole like dramatic fight is centered around you know this like the scissors and the chainsaw and if I was just like oh you know there's a pile bunker there it's like, oh. and then and then it's the final shot and they're talking about like how um, how their daughter is like a real like a real performer and then it pulls like this trick up its sleeve which is the fucking pile bunker the pile bunker yeah I forgot about it totally but like yeah that's noteworthy thank you for mentioning that um but yeah, i thought the show was gonna end like the the episode will be over when the animation ended but like we get mizu like afterward you know glad handing and going to grab some lunch kanamori like super cool super nice um you know be like hey uh take a break and why don't you get some food for everybody? And good people skills there. Uh, Immediately leverages that to sell more merchandise. <laughs> exactly. She's she's playing playing both sides. She's um, efficient, uh, Kanabori. What can we say? Yeah, yeah. She's good at many things. And uh, but then we get to see Mizuzaki talk to her parents, and it was a really interesting conversation. And you know, there's none of this like so. Uh, why did you disobey us, or why are you doing that, or mom, dad, can I please make anime, please? They're just sitting there quietly with each other, and Mizu is like, so, are you, have you ever been satisfied with a performance you've done? Like, they're talking as if, like, they're, like, co-workers, <laughs> you know what I mean? And not, like, mm. parent and child, almost. Uh, and, you know, they say no, and she, like, comes, like, comes out with this really i don't know like she's been making a lot of dramatic speeches and statements at the end of episodes but she's just like you know i realized when i was making this that life is is about this making these projects like investing yourself in something you love like a creative process and working with a team and building something and creating something like this is what life is about and Mm -hmm. she says but there's nothing i can do about that right now which is really interesting Grizzly's correct as he notes in chat that this is like the mm-hmm. bridging between them. Whereas previously he's like, I don't want to get involved. No, I want us to be an actress. But like, there's a core element to the two of them, which is performance, which now they recognize in each other. And that's why they can have this conversation. Even though uh, one thing I thought was neat was the way this was staged, which is you have both her parents sat front and center frame, her on Ryan's side at a 90 degree angle. So they're not like, you know, quite aligned as a family unit necessarily still in terms of the staging there, but they right. do come to an agreement and the core principle bit, which is it is about performance and putting something out there. So that was neat. I mean, yeah, but it's always like that's it's like that's it's this forced natural conversation because they're like in a very open space. They just got Yakisoba. Mm. Um and, but they're like framed like very strictly by this Tengu gate. Yeah. Um, it's mm. like, I, 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 this is a thing we're doing now. Okay, let's, um, okay. Let's go all in on it. Why not? Yeah, I'm so curious. At, like, what's what's dinner like <laughs> at home? They don't have dinner together. That's true. You That's know, they're probably, they, they're probably out. They're probably just not there. Yeah, I think that basically Mizuzaki's parents, like, have had the impression of her from however many years ago that has never changed since then because they've never, like, substantially or substantively even interacted with her over that period of time. I mean, all the evidence we've had at this point is they either plane didn't exist or they were just, as I said, like in the previous episode, figures or shadows in the doorway. Mm-hmm. That was it. 
I was genuinely taken aback to see them just like front and center in the opening minutes of this episode. Oh, they're actual people. And they're real people at that as well. Like, yeah. I mean, like, with the information that they have about her, at least in her earlier life, they're very, very sharp. They're very incisive. It's like, oh, she loved to mimic people. And um, uh, um, uh, what was actually always special about her was her eye for detail. It's like these these, um, things you could say about people because you've known them for a long time, um, but also you understand something which is behind their behavior, not just what they're doing. That's right. Um, so they're clearly like they love her and they um, at, at like at certain points in time, they were involved parents. It's just that they've been going from project to project to project to project. And as she's gotten older, they've felt like less need to be as involved uh, in that. Um, and uh, they've sort of I mean, it's for the best that they haven't reached a breaking point because it all worked out in the end. But they reached a sort of point where they had to dramatically reconcile with what, how they thought they were doing with how mm-hmm. they were actually doing. Mm. Exactly. It was a wake-up call. <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's, it's interesting how basically it kind of validates the position they've taken towards her all this time, but they've only really kind of had a change of viewpoint that now allows them to recognize that as a good thing as long as they're all in agreement with it. You know, that she, like, you know, kids grow up on their own and she's doing her own thing and they're happy for let for her to do that, which is great. So I thought it was quite neat as well. It really, like, shit like this just terrifies me as a parent, man. Because, like, it's just a fucking decision dad made so casually, you know? Thank just God, like, I, thank God um, I'm never having kids. I don't have to deal with this shit. <laughs> I, you know, I just thought it would be good to get her focus off anime because you said that you wished she was an actress. It's like... Not even this thing that he's 100% solid on, and mom is not really, like, behind it either, but it's, like, affecting her life in this incredibly uh, stressful way. Um, and also, like, that's probably just a thing he told his employees one day, and, like, it's their job, so they're going to do it. It's true. It's true. This is why I'm glad I don't have money. <laughs> that much money, I should say. A little more money would be good. It'd be nice to get rid of the student debt, but I, Doc can have a little. That I don't. That I don't. <laughs> Doc can have a little money as a as a treat. Um, but uh, but yeah, like I said, so it it's scary, man. Like the the things that like you just you don't know as a dad, like what is going to sometimes like be something that your kids take to heart and is like really affecting and they like remember it forever or they just completely forget it the next day or they don't really remember it but it subconsciously shapes them (laughs) it's like the worst it's so stressful um spin that wheel man but it's great but stressful but great but stressful so all four of them are like unsatisfied artists we find out right that they're they're never happy completely with uh their their output and their performance and they can all kind of agree on that and mizuzaki makes a great face like you know haha i knew like i could count on you as actors oh i have so many things to say about that face i have so many things (laughs) uh and then the final kind of sequence in the episode is her taking lunch back to kanamori and asakusa and they sit down and start to eat but the parents darken the doorway uh, of their little secret alleyway alcove. And mm-hmm. uh, are you her tomodachi? Are you her friend? And Asaka says, says nope, we ain't tomodachi. We nakama. 
bitch. And then theme starts playing. Boom. And then it's great. Yes, it's. I, I wish I wish the background behind them had exploded when she'd said that. But Man. well, so good. End of episode. No, because it's not about big explosions. It's about uh, eating lunch in the dirt together. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Okay, I'm going to turn the mic over to you guys. I'm going to step away for just a sec. I'll be right back. But please start the the uh, discussion of the Ocho here. Indeed. Well, in that case, then, uh, you all, of course, folks listening at home, have had the unfortunate displeasure of putting up with me for seven episodes. So, so I'm going to actually pass the ball straight over to Alex to offer his fresh perspective on this. Alex, take away. Tell us about some of the insights you've got on this episode. I mean, you mentioned the face, for example. Tell uh, us all of the good stuff. I, uh... I'm not going to start with the face. That's the best stuff. He's oh, okay, okay, okay. I can't do that. Um, um, but um, no, I mean, um, I really like, um, uh, like we mentioned, the um, uh, the campus is like this 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 nightmare place. Um, but it's also, <laughs> um, I really love that the rap um, that the rap club is next to the um, um, Rakugo club. Um, it's, <laughs> It's just no, like there's a message of things that years of culture, just sort of like having to put up with each other. <laughs> that is legitimately great. Um, yeah. uh, um, Rakugo, aka old rap, aka <laughs> you heard it from me and also from me. Um, <laughs> great. Um, I love that. Um, I love the little bit where there's just a wheelchair going up a set of stairs with the accessibility club. The the logistically a great club, I must say. That's some awesome shit, right? Yeah, no, like it's also it's it's one of the, it's one it's one of those little things where um um and I think that's like the it's like um uh, um the science star was like made this like um conscious effort to uh, make um the um the signs and the, and the student body um and the just sort of general uh, world of that campus like as a multicultural um, yeah diversity yeah but it's also like they they can like the they're uh, diversifying in that sort of way and that they make a point like it's like it's just like a little uh, it's like uh it like if it was a joke you would call it like a little goof to the side but it's like a nice point to be made about like the uh uh, the people that live in that world and what they value and like what the studio values, because as they said last episode, like every scene and somebody had to draw and somebody had to put time in that. Absolutely. I agree with you there. Um, and like, I love that. I love that the robot club, uh, his passion is finally vindicated through marketing purposes. Yeah. Um, they've, they have, they have, um, they no longer are they obstinate against, uh, um, through fandom bickering, but instead they realize that what matters is robots and God damn it. They will do everything within their power. You will, you will see the robots. And I just need to comment on what Zoo said. I'm glad to, uh, as he said, that the Amoeba club is still going. Oh, I didn't see that. That's great. Yeah. They were in there very briefly. Uh, I don't think they were the carbohydrate meter. I think it was something like the electrolyte Amoeba this time. Oh, no, they invented Gatorade. Gatorade, there you go. So, yeah, they've invented Powerade or Gatorade, but I'm glad that they're back. Like, Aesakin keeps doing wonderful stuff with just its small background details, like stuff I mentioned about the board in the previous episode. So more of that, please. More little, like, jokey inserts. They're always great just to kind of try and spot. Yeah, no, and I love the and the um, the reason that the um, uh, the robot thing works as well as it does. I mean, it fucking owns, but also like the um, the, the the crowd is like constantly reacting to it. You have like one guy um, when uh, Mizusaki puts on the robot costume, and then the cops show up, and the, the, he's like, um, um, "Should I? No, I'm not. I'm going to go here." But anyway, uh, yeah, um, or. 
um, when he gets to the, or when um, the, the main robot guy gets to the zip line, um, and one of the guys falls over, like pushing him from the zip line. He's giving him a thumbs up as he's falling. It's a rude Goldberg shit, but it's great. Yeah. And at the other end, there's like these two dudes who are like, "That was dope. We're gonna watch your anime." <laughs> <laughs> or even the kid, like there's there's like this family and like one of the robots. So cool. So we, we gain all the different age groups in us as well, like being today which is neat yeah and it's like this um and it's um it's the thing they've always wanted because they've like they were um they uh, they they spent like half of their first episode um talking about how they were like ostracized and minimized yeah. like, in the anime community because nobody's interested in robots anymore but they were so hung up about like their uh, they were hung up on gatekeeping and that was what prevented them from yeah. sharing the thing they love and yeah they do a complete u-turn this time now by being very proud of their heart in the open in the most public place that we've seen the the show thus far yeah. and be, be loud and proud of it yeah but they're like, loud and they're loud and they're, the, the thing that they're loud and proud about isn't like oh you robots are cool they're like this is a thing we believe in they're like these people are over here are doing something and you should go watch it and we believe in it because it's great and we're going to sing them a Zinger Z theme song while we run around and do promotion for this shit. Um, and we're going to do everything within our power so you can see what they made. Um, like, it's this, um, um, like, it's, uh, it's the whole, like, it's, um, it's just the, it's, it's Looney Tunes community building. Yes. This is why I say all is forgiven. Because it really, they really did feel like they were propping up these ladies specifically not just like the robots they are great let us revive this old tradition of robots because you fools <laughs> I, you do, know. I do kind of want the alternative cut where they like show up in little lab coats and like the age of the robots is upon us <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. welcome back whether you like it or not it's here but no i, I love it that's a great point i would totally be in that all right, so since we're actually on the topic of robots, let's talk about this other thing that Azek and as a show teaches us here, which is, okay, you've made a great product. Fantastic. That's not enough. It ain't enough. Not even close. Because now you need to get it out there. You need to tell people about it. I mean, you can make the best fucking written novel in the world, but if you can't market it, if you can't get people to actually... Yeah. It's fine. Pointing to fine. Our, I'm pointing to our logo. <laughs> you, can, you can make you can make like the most amazing like work of fiction uh but if you can't market it if you can't get out there get noticed it doesn't matter and i think it's you yourself doc that said to me once um you may paraphrase from a different source that art needs to be appreciated you know it's not something you can just create in a vacuum necessarily then did I, did sure, I say you know, that? People, I th- i'm sure that you said that to me at some point hmm. I'm, i've heard it somewhere this is something I feel like I should probably have uh, researched ahead of time. That would have been nice. But then that would have been my, uh, you know, uh, I, I think so to speak. I'm I, sorry, I missed the quote. What was the quote? Uh, art, like, you know, doesn't just exist in a vacuum. It's meant to be out there and appreciated. I can't remember the exact phrasing of it, but I'm sure that, like, it comes from a quote from somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I think that's probably, I think I probably still am bored with that. I think, like, I'm, I am I am all about creations that people want to keep in the privacy of their own. They just make something for their, their own selves. But then it's like, is that is that art, right? I mean, it's it's something. It's good, and it's mm-hmm. uh, and it's useful and beneficial. But like, is a thing art if like it's not right. out there to be um, interacted with? 
in some way. Like that's yeah. But I think I'm still on board with that. Yep. Um, the thing I'm going to add to that though is just to point out again how good this show is. Like in the yeah, all of the you know robot stuff running around, the Lupin references, the zip line, the stealth sections, all of that is great fun. But if you look at it in a different light. It's also such a monumental effort on the part of everyone to get them, everyone into that theater through all of this. Like, they're going to such extreme lengths. And I think that that's the, the show's own sort of way of saying, hey, you know what, this is fun and enjoyable, but it is going to be hard work. And you do have to put the time and the effort in in order to draw people to your product to begin with. You can't simply just, like, you know, put a flag up, if you will, and hope people will notice it. You've got to continually, you know, do more innovative ways of getting them out there. Like, we have the bottle rocket, we have the zip line, you know, we're going to have the things on the back. Like, we get the cycle club coming, they're coming in on this as well, you know. It's crazy when you think about it like that, but it is also so very true of the card graph necessary that's not even to do with the product proper, but rather just to market it and advertise it to people and get it to a wide enough audience that it can truly be enjoyed. So good on the show for doing that, while also making it fun in its own right. Yeah, I mean, and Kanamori is, um, I mean, there's two things. One, Kanamori is literally breaking school law to do this. Uh, no jury will convict her. They are, they are uh, no jury could convict her. No. <laughs> um, exactly. Um, and um, the, um, and uh, also, like, the, the, the captain who's running around and doing most of the, the shit, we get, like, a great little look inside of the helmet, and he's just, and he, like, he's crying and the snot going, but, you know, and he's got oh. a huge smile on his face because what he, like, he really believes in what he's doing, but also, it sucks to run that much. Running is bad. <laughs> Running yeah. does suck. Super bad. My doctor, uh, my doctor warned against it and suggested I get on a diet of cigarettes instead. I, 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 I don't... Not not good either. Um, I, I I didn't listen to his advice really. Does um, um does he remind you all of a Satoshi Khan character? Yes, because uh, both one? the the robot club president, both in terms of how uh, nerdy and annoying he is, but also just the character design, like yeah. just your detail of the, like the gross you know snot oh, yeah, and everything. You know, um, I, I I I thought you were like. Um, uh, thinking of a specific Satoshi Kone character, I was like, "Which Satoshi Kone character?" I'm glad Just he's still general. getting work after pursuing the, uh, you know, the uh, Tokyo Godfathers. That's nice. From Beyond the Grave. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm talking about the character. In- oh, yeah. I would love if Satoshi Kone could still get work. Oh, I wish that too. Honestly, I do. He's probably like doing some like a killer key animation for Jesus, but Jesus is probably a <laughs> shitty producer, so nothing, nothing has come out yet. Uh, this 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 podcast took a weird blasphemous turn as opposed to our normal blasphemous turn. Well, you know, it always takes him three days to get things done. Heaven. <laughs> it's always taking sabbaticals, bastard. Uh... Man, I should not be laughing nearly as hard at that, but that really Yeah, you're the most me. Christian of any of us. It's true. Um, in that I used to be. <laughs> Um, Jesus, the anime pretty. That's right. Like I, we still need to. We need to still. We we need to flesh out this universe of like, you know, heaven, the anime studio. Like, no, no, we don't. <laughs> we can stop right here. That results in you game Babylon. So no, thank you. Um, uh, Babylon was split split apart by corporate interests. Um, the right holders all took their share, and um, we're. Um, 
uh, if you uh, uh, if you want to see um, the, um, Babylon's new um, anime, um, Gunbuster Three, look out for twenty twenty one. Oh God, twenty twenty one. Are we saying, by the way, like so? Is is if heaven go with me here? If okay. heaven is God, go to heaven. Yeah, sure. I'm done. Got it. Sure. Sweet. If, if the, the pearly, <laughs> not. You got us in. We did it. <laughs> If the pearly gates are Gynax, then does that mean Hideaki Anno is Lucifer, and he defected to form Kara, which is hell? And so Evangelion is now tell you that. Evangelion is now in hell where it belongs, instead of you know. I'm really mad you used the phrase uh, that you made the sentence. Evangelion is in hell where it belongs. Because Let's be fair. Such a good sentence. I wish I would. I wish you would have used that for a review of 4.0. But goddamn, you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, God's not in his heaven, and nothing's all right with the bottom. Oh, I can. I can. I, I can bring that mug. I have that mug. <laughs> Sorry, Felix. Um. Okay, I have no. I don't know why I said um. I have no point to bring someone else. Right. Bring uh, a point. Over to you, over to you, Alex. Okay, yeah, we were talking about marketing. I remember what we were talking about. Uh, now I'm umming. Trying not to um. It's really hard. I'm just gonna do um. We're just gonna go through it, and then I'm gonna get to a point eventually. So is is the angel Gabriel then Kanamori? Is that? I don't order? think I can. I don't think I can see Kanamori as a religious figure. Not from the Christian. No, side no, no. You're right, Doc. It's Gabriel. Fuck it. Damn. And then Asakusa. Who would Asakusa be? God. Hmm. I have to. What I have to give Uriel us some salt. What did who? Uriel, you do. You do. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really know. Uh, I'm not. I'm not super like up on the angelic lore and dogma. Um, oh, I'm sure I'll find out. Life. I'm sure I'll get a refresher when I play Doom. But anyway, oh, no. <clears throat> so I'll come in with my other point then, actually, uh, just for a moment while you get yourself together. Um, let's talk about Mizuzaki herself and her history as someone who has been in a lot of advertisements. So you've we've seen like in a couple of spaces in uh, earlier episodes, particularly on the subways, how you know she's like being you know modeled as like selling bottled water and stuff like that. I mean, this is like the double H stuff from Penguin Drum or even Risa Kujikawa from Persona Four, that kind of thing before. You know, but what I like about this is that there's a very clear delineation between what her parents wanted for her, or at least her dad specifically, even if it was kind of a very vague idea of I'll just have her be an actress of some description versus what she wants for herself. And yet, in this episode, at Kanemori's prodding, which Mizuzaki eventually gets on board with, what is ultimately a, still a little bit hesitant about, she utilizes that kind of fictitious persona that's been made about herself, all of the various like pictures of her doing these advertisements for her own benefit this time. It's something she takes active control of and uses to get people to buy into the thing that she's created, rather than being a passive person who's just having these things made to sell some other shit she could not care less about. And I thought that was such a cool moment that she took active control over the fiction that's been built around her. Uh, I read her action more as a compromise, the compromise that she was finally willing to make because mm. uh, uh, Misasaki's whole deal is that she 
um, doesn't want she like she has she's do it she has to do it for herself, but she only wants to, but she doesn't want anyone else to do it for herself either. Yes, um, which is partially because she's had a very pampered childhood and uh, uh, she, yeah. um, like that that's that that's like an attractive fantasy to her as much as it is like something that um, um, is a part of her perfectionism. The American dream is still real to her. Uh, that's okay. I'm gonna. He's American. I just poured myself a drink. (laughs) Yeah, but that's that's a great. That is like a super good point, though. I I like Uh, I like this analysis. Please go on. Yeah, um, like she she was she was mad that the sound was a good thing in anime last episode. <laughs> no, that's right. She was like, "Oh yeah, like the sound really adds to a sense of movement." And she was like, "Yeah, the bastard! How dare it intrude upon my territory?" Stealing my yeah. shine. <laughs> Back um, off. Meanwhile, um, Asakusa is here, just doing mixes, creating light motifs. Um, oh, just so good. taking um, the music out briefly. Asakusa yeah, is like just God's eye view of what an anime can be is just so beautiful to see once it gets into gear. Um. But to get back to your point, but like um, Katamori is like finally the one who gets her, um, who finally makes the proper pitch to her, which is, look, we're not, we're not selling the anime. We're selling asses and seats. We or, need what we yeah. What we need to do is get everybody here, and then you sell them the anime. It's mm-hmm. not like we, we are. Yeah, we're not using the anime to point them at your Instagram. We're using your fame as Instagram model to get them into the circus the tent anime. and then say, look, we did this anime. That's the main thing. And um, then the anime is the thing that sells it. The anime sells, like, they're not going to, they're not going to, if, like, if it was just Mizusaki and they, um, and they all went there and the anime was like, yeah, whatever, it's okay. Um, like, the couple of diehard fans would be like, yeah, well, I'll buy that. But the rest would just, you know, go home and it would just be a thing they saw. Yeah, it doesn't have a face on it. I'm not buying it. The anime is, who gives a shit? Yeah, no, you're, ex- you're absolutely right. I want the robot to have like just the face mask to come off, and it's Mizusaki's face. And, uh... Yeah, no, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But no, um, I'm with you on that clarification. Expand that. Um, it's still to me though super neat. Like the hey, I've had all this stuff like you know built around me, like you know this media presence. Now it's my time to use it for something that I want, something that I'm proud of. I'm going to po- use it to point people towards this thing that I've created that doesn't feature me in the sense of me physically being present, even in terms of just being animated, but it is very much featuring me, if you follow my meaning. You know, a thing that I have made as an extension of my, uh, you know, thoughts and personality, I mean, especially with, you know, the cup-throwing sequence. She's right there. She's so yeah, in but, it, you know? Yeah, but to her, like, to her, acting is just the, it, like, to her, animation is, like, the ultimate step of acting. Uh, uh, animation is, what if you, what if you could um, hack the cheat codes of your body to um, give a perfect performance and then mm. put that on the screen? Like, you could find yeah. every and- detail. Um, if if you could get into the wireframe of your personhood, that's what animation is. And I think almost equally importantly, as she said at the end of last episode, hack hack the brains of the audience because me, the animator, putting my heart, soul, like all that intentionality and care into every movement will make every single frame shine for people that are there looking for it. Like, it's almost like 
we talked about last episode, this created reality popping more for people than actual reality. Mm. And getting to show movement. She just loves movement. And getting to show movement to people, like like you said, Alex, like the, the, the sort of ideal movement as she would envision it, but also in this setting where you get to like the the focus of the audience is 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 so on this and all these extraneous things that would take it away are shoved to the side they're in, even out of the periphery like everything about the movement like is imbued with this like magic such that like it is the brain is firing in a way that it would not do um or at least wouldn't do without like a bunch of effort on the part of an audience because it's animated because a human person drew it and yeah. holy shit <laughs> so so great a robot fight oh it's a it, it's a really good robot fight um and there's yeah. like things that, and there's like a couple things that happen in that uh, robot fight which actually serves to um like create this um um like great nuance to her monologue in the last episode because um the uh, thing I like about Azokin is it like it has these like great like um, uh, magic school bus sermons where you learn what anime is uh, and uh, pay attention all, to this moment. We are, we are all brought into the imaginative world of anime production, and then we show what anime production is and why we do it, and etc. And um, and sometimes it's like, oh, this is why I do this. Um, but here, uh, but then we see an anime get shown, and we see like some kind of unintended consequences of those points um the first of which is that um the level of detail and craft that mizusaki is bringing this isn't just for connoisseurs it's not just them saying like wow they really like they really that chainsaw uh like really like has like digging in the dirt and it's like pulling up the chips and it's doing all mm-hmm. that. great but, but people walking there are just like damn that's a cool chainsaw mm-hmm. and they're and they're leaning into their seats and they're like patting their um, uh, the people uh, next to them on the shoulder uh and um hype for this chainsaw yeah um and the but the Groovy. Is that um the um that the thing she was talking about where it was Groovy. just like a very pure um like um uh uh what if a theory of justice was about art um uh, um, sort of thing where the um, uh, it's like ah uh, um, uh, we 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 see each other for like our crafts. Uh, right, um, right, right, right. Um, mm. But what it also is is that her parents look at that and go, "That's my girl. That's uh, mm-hmm. like that you, 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 like yeah. that, that person holding the chopsticks or the way that that dude runs." Um, and like the just the way just the way that like you um, like the we um, are often going like oh yeah you know it's an Ikuharic thing because you see the red on black or the um, that sort of thing like that sort of idiosyncrasy that um, that isn't uh, just you know like technical skill but is just like this thing it's just a thing they do and um, and uh, and like at a certain level that becomes um, like almost inseparable from that technical skill yeah um but mizusaki isn't thinking about that but it's still happening yeah she's certainly got her own uh stamp on it if you will as you said there um and it's good that like i think i think what's also noteworthy is the fact that we add like the kind of conflict between hey i want to do this you want to do that and then the forces that kind of conflicts against me in this particular stretch of the show's run have been 
more external really rather than internal it's not like them them like you know arguing amongst each other like i want to do this full-blown like cut of this particular motion i don't want to use the tweening thing as it was in the ropes episode four uh this instead is all all right now we're going to outside parties here here's you know this group of people the art club here's the sound person here's the robot club even the air conditioning club as funny as all that is again is another group that to work with in order to create the optimal conditions for doing this in mm-hmm. so no but like you can easily imagine like this uh uh if we if we were to use this as like allegory allegory i never know how that word is the now. second the second one i think you got it second time uh allegory allegory or allegoriest as uh the utina would say <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's a real quote mm-hmm. <laughs> um um is like you know it's like uh, what if you have to fight with the theaters in um in a district about like how where your where your anime film gets played uh like that's like that, that's not stuff you think about when you're like i am creating this uh, piece of art but it's thing you have to think about is like if i want anybody to watch this yes absolutely so all right uh over to you too who wants to pipe in next to a point bring us a point so like i don't really have points this time because i think i said a lot of because i just watched the episode before we started recording and streaming so like i haven't had time to kind of sit with it and think about it very much um so i think a lot of kind of what hit me on on first viewing is a lot of the stuff i talked about when when summarizing it just like that that I loved. I mean, I think this is one of the best episodes of anime that I've seen this year, of anything past or present that I've watched, uh, because I was so caught up in it, and because I was pulling for those girls to get this performance like pitch perfect. Because so much was on the line. I just the stakes were. I just I felt them so deeply, and there was there was so much tension. And I just was so worried something was going to go wrong. But everything seemed to work out the best possible way it could have. And yet it did not feel like a sort of cheap, happy ending. Um, You know, because they still had to throw things together at the last minute in some ways with Mm. the live dub and... Securing so, Winston's like working at night as well at the very start of the episode, and then mm-hmm. by the time they're eating in the morning, like you know, the sunrise is coming up. Yeah. They're still working ridiculous hours to put a scene together until the very last second. It's yeah, crazy. like they also mentioned that, like, that it's like a, um, a Mizusaki is like, uh, we have to make this happen, or else it'll all have been for like they're like, this is their like second production, they've done one <laughs> two minute short before, and they're already they're they're already making their final fantasy. It's like, I know. Like, it's crazy, like, when you think, like, even just, right, doing something as short as a two-minute thing like that, that's a phenomenal achievement in of itself. How many, like, I mean, I've wrote tons of stuff that I've never finished, for example, like, but actually just even finishing a work of, of any sort of, like, art, be it writing, animation, drawing, you name it, that's an accomplishment of itself. And then they're just like, well, what if we took this to 11? And I want to see what they do when they take the 11 to the 11 next, like... That's going to be something. Then we get to the next episode. Yeah, but that's like this really, really dangerous thing because we already see what mm-hmm. doing it to eleven like puts them through. Mm. We've uh, discussed this before about yeah, the, Spectre, about the show. Like, that's the specter looming. Uh, yeah, that the, the show has been 
uh, heretofore reticent to like have a conversation with, right? The, okay. and the now, industry. <laughs> yeah, and now I have my segue to my favorite point, which is um, the uh, doc mentioned uh, the smile that uh, Mizusaki gives her parents when uh, when she says, "You're actors. I knew you'd get it." Um, and it's um, and first it was, and and uh, uh, and first I thought it was just like uh, this like very simple thing mm-hmm. of oh, of course you get it. You're actors, um, but did. When I was I, I watched it twice, and I was watching it again. Um, I realized that it's coming right after um, the moment that uh, Mizusaki says that, um, like very specifically, that oh, this is what life is for me, and I can't change that anymore. Like it's this, it it's not this try. It's not a like Mizusaki is triumphant, and like Mizusaki is smiling in almost every frame of every episode mm-hmm. in this show. Um, but here, mm-hmm. very somber. Yeah. She's like. I'm stuck with this, like for better and worse, and I love Ooh. it. But I'm stuck with it, um, and as somebody who uh, enjoys creative pursuits and has uh, uh, several brain parasites, I <laughs> felt very, very emotionally damaged by that scene. Like I just, I, I knew so deeply what that felt like um, as uh, something which you can like get strength from, but also is something that feels like a sentence. Yeah, um, and uh, but the and then the smile when she's the smile she gives when um, uh, um, she says, "Oh yeah, you're actors." is like this bittersweet thing because she realizes that it's the same for them too. Yeah, like acting for them is what animation is for her, and then and the reason why they the, the why they've been such distant parents and why they um they've um uh, made the choices they've made is because they are because um because they've uh, because they're her the um she um she sees the future laid out before her um and, um as um uh, of what this will do to her and her personal relationships and she also sees this much more human take on why her parents have failed her in the ways that they have. And you're just, and she's just, and, and, and all of that is um, her parents finally recognizing for her craft. And she's just like, Oh yeah. You're like me. Mm. I understand. Yikes. I'm just absorbing that. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm laying, it's like you said before, I'm letting the, you know, uh, but it's true though. I can't, I can't dispute any of your points there. Um, <laughs> I really can't. When chat says are called Mr. Mizuzaki a chat, which is great. <laughs> a corporate leader and an actor. <laughs> He's Nathan Park from Parasite. I'm telling you. Oh man. So I, I totally didn't like read any of that into it at all. Um, I'm going to like, keep all this in mind going forward with the show and see see where we go from here if 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 there will be any noticeable change in her and how she thinks about her parents and or relates to them you know they may not touch on them again and then we'll only kind of be able to speculate about it um but i really really like that reading of it that's Boy, that would be very mature for a girl her age to kind of 
have that revelations, but she's shown herself to be that kind of person. I mean, she's thinking about like, you know, her own existence in these very deep ways. So it would not yeah. shock me if this is a conclusion she came to on her own. Um, I mean, the only the only reason like she comes to that conclusion is because they finally connect through their art. So she has that bridge. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, like there's always that there's um, there comes a point where you realize your parents are people. Yes, uh, I'm, jury's still out on that one for me. Yeah, um, and it's sometimes that's for the better, and sometimes that's for the worse. Yep. Uh, yeah. Um. And um, uh... so, I think that one of the things I was gonna gonna say about this scene was why I feel like just because things worked out regarding you know her parents' acceptance of her, the way she spends her time, it doesn't mean that this felt like a cheap ending because they've they've kind of reached um, an understanding. Mm. Uh, a tacit one but it's not like the distance between them has been bridged you don't have them running up to each other embracing each other and saying like all these years we've been neglecting you and now now we're gonna be here for you we're gonna support you in this club and i'm gonna buy you all these art supplies it just very the distance still remains i mean i loved what you said about the staging of the shot of the conversation shadon i think that that perfectly illustrates the point and then alex brought up the the framing of it um I think that there is still there's still a lot there for them to work through. And yeah. so just because like everything kind of played out in the best way it could as far as like the production and how uh they were able to show it to everyone, no major disasters, lots of pre-orders, the parents give the thumbs up so the AZ can, can continue, but like it, there's nothing um like idyllic about the way things are at this point either so sorry go ahead yeah. one thing i should note by the way is that i don't know if this is necessarily something you both would agree with but i wonder if to a certain extent not to the majority though but to a certain extent maybe mizuzaki's motivations were because it was an act of rebellion against her parents saying she couldn't do it and if so and again not saying that's the majority reason for her doing this but rather just you know a facts Renee, if you will what now then? Because now she has the tacit approval, as you say. Does that change her motivation for going forward? Can she find new joy in it? Now- I think the flashback is like the um, in part um, a counterpoint to that because she was already like draw- like at, from a very young age already drawing the things, and even from um, and then the, when the parents are in dialogue during the anime movie, they she was already drawing like in the period when they were paying closer attention to her. Yeah, but. She was drawing and noting stuff in the world, but she wasn't then actually creating anything. She wasn't like doing like shorthand animations, for example. I feel there's a little bit of a jump to be made from where she was then to actually wanting to make anime with it. Sure, and I'm not going to say that the um, uh, um, like her like rebelling against her parents isn't a factor. She's a teenager, of course, it's a factor. Damn right. Maybe like you um, were saying, maybe there'll be a positive effect because she'll feel like not really burdened with like secrecy or whatever. Although she didn't really strike me as someone, she didn't seem to care particularly very much about like the moral side of keeping something for a parent. She just didn't want to get caught. 
So no, Uzu, Uzusaki is like for better and worse, like a purist in what yeah, she Yeah, uh, totally. Yep. She's it's all Absolutely. for art. <laughs> like it doesn't matter. The, the whole thing with her parents wasn't like, oh, I'm afraid my parents will disapprove. It was mitigating the effect her parents would have on her craft. Yep. Indeed. If I may expand on that point then, gentlemen, let me pose this for <clears throat> uh it's not for I actually agree. If you're like really looking at this show kind of pedantically, so to speak, you have the MIBs in episode one, and this is the first time they reappear. Indeed, Misazaki's parents and the whole like, you know, pressure that they've exerted on her, even just from behind the scenes, hasn't, I'd argue, really been the ma- a major factor in the difficulties the A's are going to face. The majority of them have been either internal in terms of them, you know, talking with each other like you know i want to do this i want to do this here's what we can do here's what we can't do and then as you know seen in the second arc here then working with third parties is that a bad thing though i don't think it is that the, the mibs ultimately weren't really relevant in the end i mean i i don't think so either like no it would because the con the content we have gotten has been so amazing there's been so much left to cover uh, apart mm-hmm. from that stuff that I don't know I mean would it have been something that we talked about at the end of the show if they never got brought back in as sort of a loose yeah. hanging thread maybe um, but they did bring them back in and now the loop is closed on it um, yeah. we never have to um, see them Cesar's, Cesar's correct in chat by saying that the student council were a more active force and I have to wonder if there's a message to be drawn from this perceive threats to our creative process versus the reality in that hey you know what the opening threat is the mibs but really the real enemy we face is things like scheduling production trying to find resources to do things and all that like all these like more more mundane like you know non-interesting non-mib shit also it's just a fun trope that the student council is all powerful well, you know, I mean, it's like I just, I, just want, I just, I just want to see that girl like hold the microphone like backhanded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or even uh, no, no, no. Like, a down style. I... Oh my god! I mean, when you say about student counselor in power, though, she's holding a knife to somebody's throat. <laughs> yes, you're right. You're right. Just draw across it like that. Oh my god! I mean, you did say about the student council, for example power and we've already made the point that kanamori is basically a uh, proto kirio and satsuki so there you go the connections are all there i mean if you told me this was like some sort of strange the nerdy looking cousin <laughs> if this was like a kill the kill prequel i would actually possibly buy that the count the clubs are crazy here here my my hmm, i think there my counterpoint is um uh kanamori I'm trying to figure out how much, how far Kanamori would let things get as a, um, because Satsuki Kiryuin is a symbol. Satsuki Kiryuin is, um, uh, <laughs> uh, has instrumentalized fascism for us, ostensibly, yeah. um, uh, um, for noble reasons. Yep, it's all works <laughs> out in the end. <laughs> Reinhard von Lohengram <laughs> type. <laughs> We cannot get into the like purity of killing except <laughs> like we would die. We would we oh. would vaporize instantly on the spot. Um, um, but exactly. I'm game if you are. Uh, <laughs> uh, I know we could do it. That would actually be pretty fun. I yeah. think that's something that the internet would allow us to do about sniper beads traced on us. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! That's something to consider. 
All right. Um, so with regards to talking points, then, um, I've got some final things I want to bring up. Firstly, a very small thing, uh, which is there's been loads of lovely little visual details we've noticed throughout this episode, like the 90-degree angle thing, the film grain, etc. Uh, one other thing, I love the fact that Mizuzaki... Sorry, not Mizuzaki. Let's, let's do that over. Kanamori. I love that Kanamori is actually, like, when they're, you know, having the campsite thing, ask... Asakusa is the one who's like, you know, making all of this happen, putting things together. But it's Kanamori that is literally fanning the flames. I'm like, I see you there. I like that. That's <laughs> I clever. Kanamori does the cheer just as loud as the other two. Yeah, that's great. Yep. So I, I, all those little moments that help reinforce existing character stuff without, again, being like very didactic or overly like, you know, expository about it. Like, you know, we get it. This is a visual medium. And by God, they are giving us some real fucking visuals. Thank you, Science Sorry. Uh, speaking of which, this is a more of a personal note for me here. Um, I Again, I'm going to bring up Ride Your Wave here because I feel I can't divorce my experience of watching Ride Your Wave from having watched Azekin. Uh And I'll tell you this for free, right? If you need any more endorsement from me as to why this show is great, as you said, like it was the magic school bus sermon kind of thing, you know, it is teaching us. And I've said that before. That I think the show does teach you. Um I noted firsthand was as watching Ride Your Wave, apart from almost bawling my eyes out at various points, because Jesus Christ, that thing just like <laughs> almost took me out. Um, is that everything everything that Azekin preaches, Ride Your Wave practices. You can see so many instances of where what they discuss in this show as like examples of things like here's where we're gonna use CG, for example. Is used like here's a CG surfboard. Oh, here's some repeated animation. We're saving time with it, but we're doing something a little different with it to change the context. You have like a riding through a tunnel scene that's got full color at the start versus later on that doesn't have color. It's the same animation, just devoid of the coloring. And that's to serve a meaning in the story. And this is all stuff that Ace can teach you. And science are actually then, you know, practicing what they preach. And that was so fucking cool to see firsthand, along with the film itself being great in its own right. I mean, that's the ideal, right? Like, that's why you learn about art. I mean, it's not maybe maybe not why you learn about art, but that's the joy of learning about art. Yeah, like, exactly. Right. Because you, it's basically so you can be the person Musasaki wants you to be. It's like, so you can look at that and just go, fuck yeah. Like, I, I saw you animate that chainsaw in the ground, and or I saw the way that you used um, low angle shots to, like, really set the yeah. thing. And like, ah, that's, that's dope. You did that. Yeah, it enriches your experience. I mean, even like, you know, I could see, for example, when they did all the surfing sequences, I know in my heart hearts that Science Saru, the guys who and girls who were doing that, they must have poured through hours of surfing footage to get it as pristine and accurate looking as it was. And also, I've never seen such pornographic detail on coffee before. By God, was it good. But that also, again, serves a purpose, which I'll not spoil or elaborate too deeply because this is still amazing in cast. But yeah, if you need any more proof of like the science through A, practice what they preach, and B, that you will learn something from this show and you will be better for it in terms of consuming media. Well, there you go. There you fucking go. Small sidebar. Can we get some anime films that don't like put your heart in a vice grip and then throw it in a garbage compactor? Like I felt bad by the end. I would be like, there's a market for like a really kind of. I don't know. Like uh, I, I hear Gla- Grave of the Fireflies is a pretty light viewing experience. So this is what I'm saying, right? I mean, <laughs> if it's like no, pe- people will will say no. like you have things on that end, right? 
But then you have things like people be like, oh, this is a really cute family film. Like, this is adorable. And that's Pompoko. <laughs> but I don't want to feel all... You sen- are a I don't wicked feel sen- <laughs> I don't want to feel super sentimental either. Like, I want something where I'm just like, I go, and I'm like, this is really cool. And it, it made me feel super, like... Trauma. Positive without making Pro me man. cry, but Pokemon um, will make you I cry too. Show called Cardcaptor Sakura. TV shows are different. TV shows, there's a ton of those uh, in anime, and but they just take up so much more of a time commitment, right? Than like, yes, uh, except a film. every episode of Cardcaptor Sakura is a perfect sitcom um, episode, like perfectly contained. Uh, That's and true. They just, That's they true. have a just and they have great characters. I need to watch you, that show. I have not you seen You need it. to watch Promare, Doc. Like, that is oh, exactly the film. <laughs> in, I'll Speaking be able of to in the devil's on your shoulder, me, of the... <laughs> you should watch this 70-episode Magical Girl show, and Shadon, you should watch the Trigger movie. <laughs> Man, which one is which? I don't know. That's a... <laughs> I mean, I'm... I'm I, 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 can be, I can be your angel or your devil, Doc. <laughs> Thank you. They, I... <laughs> I teed you up for that one real nice. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, boy. Uh, well, now, Shadon, though, I, despite you saying that it is emotional uh, work and that it, it puts you through the ringer, I, I still want to see that movie. I'm still can going I to make see a, it. Can I, can I make a suggestion, Sea Dog? Mm-hmm. Uh, take your wife with you. But she, she's... Promare. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, but she'll, yeah, take it from Promare. Go for it. Right, just, just trust you me. You just that. missed Valentine's Day. You could have sold it. Uh, we're not big at like it's hard for us to go out with three small children, and paying I mean, for all paying for childcare sucks. The flame of love on Valentine's Day. <laughs> Robert, in your theaters now. <laughs> uh, I didn't get the chance, for unfortunately. Watched it for my birthday, so that was nice. Hmm. Um, but yeah, well, anyway, I'll not belabor the point because again we're not really here to talk about ride your wave uh but yeah kudos to science sorry for making me appreciate their own film more it's like they planned it the bastards um alex did you have any other items you wanted to bring up about this I, episode I, i've been looking through my notes the last five minutes just to make sure i had it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um so if you've seen if you've seen my like eyes drift slightly to the right that's why uh oh i'm just watching for like the rabid bear that's in the corner of my room that you can I'm glad you realize it's in the corner of your room. Keep you know? her at bay. <laughs> um, and, and so you've got nothing else, then, Alex, at the moment. Yeah. No. Um, the um, there's actually uh, this is the uh, this is the second episode in a row where I've noticed something. Um, which um, there's a translation. There's a tra- this is going to sound so horrible. Uh oh. Like, uh oh. But there's like a, there's a translation choice uh, made in um, um, the last episode, and there's a translation choice made in this episode. Which um, Kenamori is worthy of my grace. But there's a thing, um, but they um, but they accidentally gloss over something, um, which in this episode is when um, the uh, robot captain is um, running um, and he starts singing the Mazinger C theme song. Um, they say um, the the subtitle is "Oh no, he's powering up," which is great. It, it rules because <laughs> mm-hmm. um, he is he is powering up. But what he's but um but um they say something like oh it's the it, it's the op like the the, the words mm, the op mm-hmm. and um uh, the thing was they didn't have an op for their robot anime this right. this the, like these Looney Tunes shenanigans are the op for their <laughs> robot <Yeah>. anime <laughs> yeah, it's true 
it's it's super true. Oh my god, that's incredible! Wow, what a like! Holy shit, man! It's like art, <laughs> concept art. Like you can god. just make good art. You can do it. Just I would love the fucking fuck. You set things up. You pay them off. If I if I made an anime, I too would say. Uh, the OP is what happened outside the building 30 minutes before the I mean, show. Uh, um, the, this, this episode also has the joke. I don't, I don't remember if it's this episode or if it's last episode. Um, uh, where um, Azak says, like, oh, thank God. We, you know, it's actually kind of cool if we can just get into it and just not do the OP. When uh, the first episode of Azoken has um, the OP as, first of all, it's like one of, it's it's the it's the sound of 2020. Uh, it's easy exactly. to Um uh, uh, I am willing to bet it's also the sound of the summer, uh, and if it's not, it should be. Um, but like the, um, the the like the the way it leads into the OP in that first episode is wow! I finally realized that anime was made by people, and then you get easy breezy and you see the credits. Mm-hmm. It's so yeah, I, I can't add any more than that. Oh, um, let's see. Fuck. I, uh, oh, um, I love that. Um, I, it's it's more work, and uh, the Kanemori is absolutely right from a production standpoint that, no, we didn't finish it. Uh, what are you talking about? Shut up. <laughs> but, let's, let's keep a sense of activity here. But, you know. um, the way that uh, it continues that trend that it's actually um, it's more joyous and it's more impactful when you see that that things are made by people because you see the people doing the live dub and the, um, the captain both because like he was zip lining everywhere. And because he's the, like the, obviously the most passionate person in the vocal. Yeah. Cast. You, you know, you know, what's funny actually, now that you mentioned that in the first time around the auditions, he was an impediment in that one. Cause he was going too far with his enthusiasm, like filling in like the like noises and such. But here that same enthusiasm with a bit of, you know, tempering, so he executes it properly, really sells it. Like, that same thing works in his favor when he's doing the live dubbing. Yeah, no, like, it's, uh, it's, uh, the, um, he, he, the, um, the difference between him and fuck, and asshole art guy is criticism. <laughs> fuck, ass- fuck asshole art guy. Yeah. Ass- I was about to say fuck boy, but he's not a fuck boy. That dude could never get it. No, no. no. He is at least three levels of character development away from the possibility of getting it. Oh, anyway. I, I'm not even pointing that as a poll. That's an undeniable fact. It's true, yeah. It's no need to employ the scientific method. We just know. Uh, also, the riot police pull him out, and then the two dudes who saw, saw him like do the zipline are like, yeah, we love you, dude! <laughs> Great. So good. Oh, Those God. are the real winners. Of the episode. Yeah, no, the doing the... It, um, the, the, uh, it's so like Azekin, uh is just constantly batting a thousand because it's um, uh, because it wants to invest you in anime as a thing that people make, um, and uh, so it um, it wants to invest you now with who are the people who make anime and how do they do it and yada yada, but also like that. Um, be, um, like they're since they're already focusing the lens on like um, giving humanity to people who are usually behind mm-hmm. the scenes, mm-hmm. um, they're just doing that for all of like the side characters, and like um, and that's why it um, was um, a little bit surprising, but like not um, 
Um, a little bit unexpected, but not like surprising that um, Amizusaki's parents show up because it's like the exact same thing. They're the people behind the scenes. We don't really talk about yeah. them now, and they're human, and they're just people. Yeah, they, they've they've made mistakes, but they're certainly not malicious. They're not you know bad per se. They're just negligent, I suppose, is the word you could use mm-hmm. for it. Also, Maybe. if um, Asakusa ever murdered Kanamori, Mizusaki would absolutely be laughing it off. <laughs> I, I I don't know what's more implausible about that, the idea of Asakusa <laughs> or not. Like, I, I just get the feeling like you just went to try and stab us, you just grabbed the knife, like, by the blade. Oh, here's some... Now? If Kanamori ever faked her own death involving Asakusa... <laughs> A key, if a it key got the anime going. A, yeah, right, that's right, yeah. If she was an impediment to... Um, here's a something I'll just add about this episode that I really liked, and it may seem a really obvious point, but I think it's not uh, as obvious uh, as, as I would like it to be because of the way that I think a lot of people live their lives, including myself. And it's kind of a almost a counterpoint in some ways to the last episode's title of I Need to Do It for Myself. I Need to Do It. Um, mm. This episode, I think, is all about that a, a group of people working together can accomplish so much more than one person. Mm-hmm. Um, they've gotten all these different experts in different fields and enthusiastic people and people that wanted to put their talents that they had to to the test and, and into action. They've they've incorporated them all into the project. Um, the sound effects lady is instrumental. Um, sound. Can I ask a question, Bobby? Oh, why, yeah, why, no, shout out to a real one. Absolutely. Why? Like, hey, we need to we need to like pay attention to the acoustics of the fake spaces you're drawing. I was like, you. <laughs> I have a question. Why is she not part of the OP? Do you not think that she should be included as the fourth member of the ASIC? Um. In the final episode, there will be um, an, a live version of the OP, and she's mixing the tables. That's fine by me. A remix of, of Easy Breezy. Also, um, because they tried to drag her into the OP, and she would not come. <laughs> that also, yes, <laughs> I can get... I, I wear best, best with headphones on too, behind the scenes. Too busy listening to, like, this... I, I have to record these, um, rec- uh, like, these five different versions of me eating a pizza. Exactly. Uh, I'm just listening to an 18th century door close over and over again for accuracy. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so, yeah, and, and the robot club, uh, the, the HVAC club, they're they're dragged into it uh, against their will, but they're still they're still part of it. Like, um, and it's only with like everybody working together and mm-hmm. collaborating uh, creatively and putting everything into it that like they're able to pull this screening off because they could have easily made the thing and then just not no one would have seen it. But uh, it was this huge group effort and. I think I don't think it's a ah Mizuzaki you were wrong last episode. I think it's just that like in different kind of situations in human life, like these two things need to be integrated. Um, but like Mizuzaki has never had to face what a context is before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and um, the 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 thing that she's learning now is that. Um, uh, 
one, context is a thing that exists. It's not, um, and two, that it's a thing which can, which can lead her to um, fulfilling her own goals. Mm. Absolutely. Um, the. The um, I mean the uh, like the, the 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 beautiful dream of Kanamori is that the compromise is always for the artistic vision. Right. Yeah. I, that's that is again like it is a beautiful dream, isn't it? It's it's never. For... I've got a hammer here. Let me find a nail for you, so you can just. <laughs> yeah, it's it's never for like the. Uh, uh, yeah, it's never against the artistic vision in favor of like, uh, the uh, product. Kind of, <laughs> is, uh, like, kind of worried, maybe unscrupulous in a lot of ways, but she's never a coward, and that is some not I think I could say about any other production committee. <laughs> That's true. Right? Do we have any other points to bring up, folks, or does that I, hold hold on? Uh, that's um shit. Doc, sorry. Uh, what was your last point? I thought I had something to say about that. Just um, good. That, the, uh, oh, the the uh, uh, more uh, people working together can accomplish more than they than someone working on their own, and that that doesn't invalidate Miyazaki's Miyazaki Mizuzaki's perspective from before. It's just like there's Mizuzaki anime was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> yep. God damn it. But yeah, just that uh, like there's these there's different points of view that that need to be applied to different contexts. And you were saying she's she doesn't know what a context is. <laughs> yeah, no shit. And I grabbed onto that, and I had to think, fuck. I uh, hmm, hold um, shit on. You have anything else to say? Well, I try. No, I, I I'm fresh out, mate. Uh, we can begin the process of rating the episode while you think about that. We this. can and the polls as well. That's we right. Well, then. Shadon, so I'll do the polls. Then. Yeah, why don't you refresh the polls and let our listeners know where they stand, viewers as well. Indeed. Uh, speaking of which, if you want to get onto these polls and you know Ooh. contribute, sorry, ah. no, I remembered it. You keep going. Okay then. Uh, so while Alex just lets that simmer in his, you know, cogitator, as it were. Um, episode eight, poll number one. If you want to get on these polls, by the way, get to at Warriedesha. They'll be open for a week. Get involved in the democratic process to talk silly nonsense about anime with us. First poll, episode eight, number one. Did Kanamori cross the line by stating that whatever was necessary to benefit the production in the long run had to be done? You've got three choices here. Your first one, of which 8% have voted, is George Wada territory. That's like, whoa, <laughs> way too far. Uh, way too far. But, uh, hey, uh... Alex really is replacing me at this point. God damn it. I'm 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 shamed by the fact that I didn't even come up with that myself. Fifty uh, percent of you say it was a bit much, so yeah, cross line a little bit, but you know it's okay. It's not the end of the world. And forty-two percent say that no, was fine. Didn't didn't go too far. Poll number two. This is one of my fun ones here. So, which of the, in your opinion, the best stealth action sequence? Twenty-two percent of you say Metal Gear Solid One: Shadow Moses. Eleven percent of you say Deus Ex: Liberty Island. <laughs> Man, yeah. Forty-four percent you say Azekan Shibahama. Mm-hmm. You're right. Twenty-three uh, percent you say the Ocean's Eleven Casino. Um, <laughs> by the way, I'm going to let that be an open one. So if you've got any other great stealth sequences from games or fiction, drop them in there. Put me replies so as I'd like to read them. Next up, the, poll number three: the production of Sara's and My have you know that was a stealth operation, sneaking oh. in the. <laughs> The balls inside of the anuses that needed to be retrieved. Yeah, I was just going to say the window 
Baker, but you know, fine. <laughs> hey, if you've got if you got all your own, send them my way. Let me know what you think. All right, number three. Did you finish this episode with a more favorable opinion of Mizuzaki's parents than when you started? I mean, uh, how can you not? I think. Right? Well, seventy-eight uh, percent. You say yes, better. Twenty-two percent say about the same. Zero percent say no. Worse. Okay. Well, the 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 tripartite division makes more sense there than just the yes/no binary. So I didn't say my first rodeo making a poll. On... <laughs> yeah. Okay. Poll well, science. I, well, what what uh, the uh, there there have been polls where people were just morally wrong before. <laughs> uh, I, I'll have to come back to that off cast to get some. Uh, and the final poll, poll number four. This one's going to be controversial. I know that Alex shits over it, although it's not perspective I agree with. I should point out. Uh, do you think that when Mizuzaki notes to her parents that they are also actors? Does that mean she thinks they genuinely don't approve, or rather, they don't genuinely approve of her making anime? Forty percent you say yes, and sixty percent you say no. That's a bad read. <laughs> I, it's not a point I agree with, but I thought I'd put it out there. Dude, can we can we somehow poll what Jessica has said in chat? Like, uh, which was it yes! ever explained Maybe. why Mizu was dressed as a manta ray? Like, I, well, type I, it to, type it to touch side. Explanations of why Mizusaki was dressed as a manta ray. Was it? Oh, this is me trying to touch type and, and uh, you know. Did she kill Steve Irwin? Oh, that's an old, oh my god, like. That was, a, that was a stingray. This is a full is... flag operation on all manta rays. That's you true. know, I was going to go in, I was going in a different angle at dock there. Getting the point across. Well done. Oh god! Uh, Did you know I stepped? I stepped on a um... which is way too uh, Metal Gear Ray references. Is way too. <laughs> That's good. I stepped on a stingray once, um, but not the you know. Crucially, it was not the stinger. Uh, I stepped on the. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I get. I get the feeling that was obvious, given we're having. I mean, you. Here's the thing, Steve. Everyone took it to the heart. You can take a lot of things to the heart which aren't poisonous and still die. Y- yes, or or the like foot. Reject, like I feel like rejected. I feel like you could survive a stingray sting on the foot, probably. But like, yeah, no, I stepped on the back of one, and it felt like I was getting electrocuted. But it was just how fast the thing was shaking itself loose. From under the sand, the body was sent like a vibration so on my leg. You stepped on a flat vibrator and you got very scared. No, that that is not what happened. I looked down and there was like a whole like school of these stingrays buried just beneath uh, the was sand stingray in like the waist mo- deep water. Uh, was on... stingray the model name, Doc? Is that what it appears as in the catalog? It's actually a massager. Thank you very much. Oh my god! Okay, fair. It's Fair a good. Enough. It's a good and exciting story. We we ran very fast and got to I see. Mean, that is what they say in the ad. <laughs> Was it? Did it take D batteries? They were beautiful. Like once I was out of danger. <laughs> Seriously, you're talking to. You know, you said before about me, Zaki. I had no idea about concept. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I have an idea. I'm just choosing to ignore this one that is being forced upon me. I do not countenance it i do not i will i'm willing a different context into being and just saying 
those animals are are just gorgeous and beautiful and again once i realized that my life was not in danger and that they just were hanging out like because i guess it was mating season and they were like getting ready to move in a group you're in a hole stop digging you can't help it I was a, it's a, one of my favorite memories. I love being so close to those stingrays. Well, there is a fucking mic. Uh, dear Penthouse, I never thought it could happen to me. I'm going to cry. I hate way. you all so much. Why are you doing, why are you tarnishing you the beauty of nature? It was so <laughs> wonderful. And now you're like, you're making it so dirty. I hate you so Did much. Did you film it? <laughs> Oh, I'm so lucky I wasn't drinking anything. <laughs> I almost made space drink out, which makes me... Anyway, thank you everyone who's participated in the polls. I put poll number five up, which is the man's ray question. It has nothing to do with docs, you know, use of summer's products, so please ignore that context. Uh, but otherwise, get yourself up to Warrior Death Show on Twitter. Get yourself in on the polls. Offer your thoughts on them. You tweet them. Love to see all that. Now, Rob... Uh, sorry, Doc is currently uh, recovering his psychic energy here because his soul has been deeply ravaged by the discussion we've just had. Uh, so with that, I think it's about time we start rating the episode. I'm going to pass it over to our very good and lovely guest, Alex. Give it uh, out of five, Alex. Out of five? Yes. You can do it in decimalized points, by the way. Sorry, what? You can do it as a decimal point, by the way. It can be 4.5, 4.7, oh, etc. Uh, I don't believe in numbers. I was always bad at math. <laughs> <laughs> Numbers aren't real. They can't hurt you. <laughs> I, I reject your quantitative nature. <laughs> Substitute my own. <laughs> um, well, I, if you want to assign I, I them... Rate, I rate this episode um, going out to... Um, going out for a drink with a family member the first time you realize they were a person outside of being your family. Yeah. I was going to say, that. please feel That's free to rate it in a different quantitative manner. Yeah, you, you, you go. Yeah, you do your <sighs> thing, man. Right, uh, so I'll right now rate. Um, again, Azekin, I've said this many times before, <clears throat> but it just continues to be such a delight to watch week on week. It's always funny. It's always joyous. Mm-hmm. Never a dull moment in it. And like with episode four... I really, really love the sense of triumph that came from seeing the characters pull this off again. Different, you know, obstacles this time around in this little arc that's been going on for the past couple of episodes, but still that same wonderful feeling at the end to see them pull it off, especially on a personal level for Mizuzaki, where that thing has been hanging over for so long. She's like, no, fuck you. I won't do what you tell me. I'll do what I want. And she did. I'm getting the Rage references. Yeah, some of those that work forces. Exactly. <clears throat> so, with all that said, in the end, I am going to give this episode the full five out of five. You know, impossibly, you know, set up zip lines out of five. Uh, I'm going to like take the not cowards way out here, and I'm going to say this episode. This one broke the scale for me in terms of this oh, show. Yeah. I'm not going to um, uh, disavow the the scale like the rest of you. Instead, I'm going to disavow the scale in my own fashion. I'm saying uh, that I could rate it five out of five, but I'm going to do six out of five. Uh, six, you know. You're still you're still disqualifying the sanctity of the scale. You're one of us, <laughs> No. Okay, fine. One of us. Fine. One of us. 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 Fine. 
fine, fine, fine. We'll go five uh, black males, uh, black blackmailing of the the HVAC clubs out of five. We won't go nice. six. We'll go five, just because I think yeah. Again, this is like one of the, my favorite episodes of anime I've seen in, in a long time. It, mm. it made me feel so many things, uh, both as like someone rooting for these girls and as a parent and a husband and an, uh, a fan of art, um, an appreciator of anime, like as a, a mecha person, like it was really like felt like it was just pushing so many of my buttons. Uh, oh, somebody mentioned that um, uh, Mizusaki is never going to run out of work because now she's one of five people still alive. Exactly. Yeah. I think that was uh, Felix Sakuga Daichi in chat. Okay, good. So yeah. true. They're, they're right. Yeah. yeah, hard agree on that one. Get, get on over to Sunrise, girl. They need you. They need you really bad. <laughs> okay, you're our only hope. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I'll just quickly intervene here um, because it's now the end of the podcast. Uh, Alex, first off, uh, I think I could speak for both myself and Doc here, but from me uh, thank you very much for coming back it is always a delight to have you on my friend uh, especially for your insights your wit your charm and the fact that you you know helped me destroy doc's soul and you're you never know, coming on the show again so i beg to differ you brought you brought i replace you don yeah yeah that's it you probably want to replace me but you see how the tables now i'm now. being replaced <laughs> See, if I replace Duck, then I couldn't bully him anymore. Exactly. You, uh, there needs to be a, someone to dunk on. So, Fine, I'll take that bullet then. Fair enough. But yeah, thank you very much for coming out. Could you be a favor, though? Could you tell our audience here, a later point, be on VOD or on podcast, where people can find you and your work? Um, well, you can find me on BioD42 at Twitter. Um or the, the as aforementioned King Shit Only account. <laughs> or you can find me um, some of the work I've done on allthemediamatters.com uh, um, uh, or dot .wordpress.com. You can probably find it on .com. It's WordPress if you can't find it the first one. I haven't been there so long. It's been a while. <laughs> um, uh, but um, when I was still writing, um, I did um, some good articles on um, Evangelion, um, on the Sanctifonium, um, Penguin Drum, which uh, Shadon um, recently watched and enjoyed fun. Um, and um, a lot of other stuff in between. So if you like some of the things I had to say, you can read those. I can definitely attest first time, folks, by the way. I read Alex's Penguin Drum article and it's fantastic. So if his writing is anywhere near that part, you'll get a lot of it. Definitely check that stuff out. Yeah, I want to definitely thank the chef for taking a break from his Anna Twitter DJing duties and sandwich making uh to grace us with his presence and like bring all the great opinions and, and insight and analysis i mean we'd love to have you back anytime heck I, I oh think hell yes just to cover this show you know as you know if you're free uh anytime you're definitely welcome you're official friend of the pod get your ass into the discord more often etc etc uh yeah I try, I try, I'm sorry. Be, be, be the king shit of our Discord, my love. <laughs> uh, there's little competition for there's that. There's only so. room for one king shit in this Discord. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess so. we've done the polls, we've done the ratings. Um, uh, yeah. I, think, I think we're about to sign off, so uh, again, thanks to Alex, Shadon. Um, where um, would people find your stuff if they want to get after you on Twitter? 
Uh, you can find me at Shane Ten Ten. I'm usually blabbering about any random nonsense that I'm doing at any given time. Also, usually about alcohol, which I'm sure will not be used. You know, profile sort of horrific accident. Uh, and, and I'm. I mean, the, be- the best kind of character assassination is the one that you perform on yourself. Is the same. You know, or assassination. Well, I'm not planning on doing that. To be honest, just drinking myself, you know, to an early grave more than anything. But yeah, do feel free to hit me up on there about anything you want. Politics, uh, other media, don't, beer. Don't invite that. Oh, fuck it. Break, I'll take on all comers. Um, um, no, doc, you go ahead. No, it's, I was just going to say, you can find me at The Subtle Doctor on Twitter. Um, please. I like, how you both, I like how you both said that in the tone of, like, God, we you know likes inviting politics on Twitter what the fuck is he doing why Why would you ever do that because um, I could slap fight sometimes you and Anthony you you all are just spoiling for it and I can't it, it exhausts me I don't have the I don't have the uh, fortitude to continually put up with that bullshit so I don't need to be mad that much I don't know how y'all do it I am no <laughs> But uh, look, um, if you enjoy what we do, uh, we have a Patreon, Watery Death Show. Uh, it's patreon.com slash Watery Death Show. And you can go there. There are three budget-friendly tiers for, uh, for you and all your economic situations. Uh, you can, like, get Discord access. You can get access to extra content, like uh, our Jeweler Richer episodes week on week are opened up early for Patreon users. There's also some stuff that is totally exclusive uh, and won't come out from behind the paywall, like our after-hours show, the bi-weekly discussion about like whatever we feel like talking about. There's plenty more um, that is coming soon. Uh, we got stuff in the pipeline we're working on. Check our Twitter for details on that. And if you're not able to support us financially, first of all, you two are valid. We love you. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, there's plenty of other ways you can help out if you want to. You can subscribe uh to our soundcloud uh our spotify apple Podcasts. you can follow us these places you can share our work give us a review the old five snake review on apple pods <laughs> shadon's favorite um and yeah so that is how if you enjoy us you can do your bit and remember we can all do more together than just this podcast can do on its own so take those azekin lessons to heart and... and that's why we need to canvas out in the street and punch any of the political opponents we can find. I'll fight, sorry. Oligarchs, America can do better. Or what is yeah, it? America can. deserves better. When your entire, like, you know, political campaign is completely tone deaf. <laughs> it's just so bad. Nice one, dude, Dick. We know we cannot, we cannot do this. Not now. After the credits, but anyway, uh, credit sequence. Um, um, Come, Susan Todd is about to play. Then <laughs> we could do the waypoint thing. Right. Yeah. All right. So. All right. No, guys. Um, I wanted to thank you for having me again on the show. It's uh, always a pleasure. Um, and I think that's all I had to say. So, uh, oh wait, I've right. um, I've been feeling very bad about the fact that the wall away from my laptop is the most boring wall in my apartment. Um, so, uh, I, I, you 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 saw him before. Um, here's Margaret. He's my son. Uh, hello. A little bit of anime street cred, and just for the person who shouted out the um, 
uh, Lupin episode, I have been uh, drinking from a Fujiko Mine mug this whole time. Oh, snap. You, I get the feeling <laughs> you're going to get DM'd by that. That rules. I didn't hear that, but I assume it was positive. <laughs> you did cut out for a brief moment. No, I was, uh, was going to say, like, the person who shouted that out, they're going to be DMing you now that you said that saying, where can I get that cup? Um, I, I found it in, in Milan, so I have no idea. <sighs> That's not going to stop him. He's the biggest Lupin fan ever. Dude, Italy loves Lupin. Oh my god, they love Lupin they so love much. Lupin in Italy. It's crazy. It's so, so sweet. It's cra- Just how things hit in different markets, like, you know, Cowboy Bebop for the United States, Lupin for Italy, uh, uh, Saint, Saint Seiya in South America and Latin America. Yeah, it's like nuts. Um, that stuff always is so interesting to me. How like different um, shows are resonating. Um, uh, a political revolution in the Philippines was in uh, part sponsored by Boltus Five. Five. Yes, absolutely. Um, that is the what a cool story. We should talk about that sometime. That is a great story that I love to think about. Um, anyway, we have gone on for long enough. Uh, thanks to the chef. Thanks to the hardest working man in pod business. I'm the doc. Till next time. Um, embrace each other everyone to the ends of the universe we'd like to say thank you to our new friend maso soundworks for allowing us to use his track gps as the intro theme and thanks to our longtime buddy once again go road music michael kelly for allowing us to use the track every day is night from valhalla for the outro music and a very special thank you to each and every one of our patrons if you'd like to become a patron head on over to patreon.com slash watery death show.